Hey, this is Matthew Petz. I am the author and illustrator of War of the Woods, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Ooh, binary. We're going to keep that. Let's see how that comes, comes out. We'll, we'll adjust that post. That's lingo. <laughs> David rules the beginning of this episode. Joe? No, David, because he hand-selected the opening song for this. Oh, nice. I know what that is. Kind of demanded it, in fact, but that's okay. I hope well, you <laughs> Never. You are you are absolutely correct. That's why I could not say boo about it. Yes, I had to have let you have your way because it's only fair. I pick the stuff, and you know, I don't tell you guys what I pick. So in many cases, I'm sure you're not digging what I'm throwing down. But that's okay. Well, that, that's you're taking into consideration every listen. But what was Jason? Oh about shit! My heart. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> You know, I, I, say, I, hope, I hope you both are ready to talk a lot tonight. Me too. Uh, I, I was saying that I to David. Talk about. <laughs> no, I, I was saying that to David about two seconds ago. That yeah. I'm going to talk about mine for a long time because I love I love this series. Yeah, I, I just uh, you know I was away on a little work retreat, like a little mm. planning session, and I just uh, you know I, I had all these plans to read comics at night at, at, after we're done working, but it, it just never never came to be. That's okay, Jason. We'll carry you this yeah, week. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's first time for everything. Is, is, that, uh-huh. a, is, is, um, <laughs> is that a plan? Is that a go for to talk about seconds upon your return? Wait, what's that? Are you, are you going to take seconds with you on vacation next week? Uh, I already read it. Sweet. Oh, God damn. All right. Yeah. Well, don't talk about that. <laughs> no, no, I will save it. But yeah, I read it, so I'll be ready to talk about that. Sweet. Why is there big big doings in it? It's a big fucking book. It's like two hundred pages. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a topical book, and one that uh, I found myself surpri- surprised that I read it so quickly. Since it, I'm, I, I still haven't read uh, most of. Uh, I haven't read any of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so. Scott Pilgrim. So. <laughs> you know, that man does command attention, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, you know, he does. I guess so. Rightly so. I liked Scott Pilgrim. You did? You did. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. And you know what else I like? I like you. you my like Ryan Lee Alpha Flight Commission. That is pretty bad. <laughs> Hanging on my wall right here as I'm looking at so, it. Did you see it, though? No, I didn't. Oh, oh yes, I did. Sorry, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, it's so awesome. I like it a lot. Dude, he did such a great job. Like, he has, uh, he has the, he has the, um, like, four crazy uh, talisman gods, like heads over top of, of the shaman, like he's calling on the, you know, the Canadian wood gods. He's got the heads floating and he's got Puck's foot. He's got the, he's got the maple leaf on the leather sole of his boot. And he's got, uh, you know, Marina coming up out of the water. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. So, so, so well done. That's topical too, in light of what I'm going to be talking about. But anyway. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's 11 o'clock comics episode 327. What? And yes, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Yes, you are. And, uh, straight out of Compton, I'm Easy E. Somebody's thinking. Days won't take you, boo. No, you're not Easy E. 
Yeah, that's the guy that died of the AIDS, he right? The AIDS, yeah. It's, oh it's man, Eminem with the running man at the end of the video. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> so wrong. No, Jason, you're not. You're you're healthy and happy. Jason wooed everybody. And you will be happy as a clam if you uh, shimmy on over to our sponsor, DCBService.com, because you will reap huge rewards. Get your comic books so cheap you won't even believe it. They are amazing. Um, fortunately, the specials are not up yet, but I will say the standard, the boilerplate, the discounts will be both plentiful and what? Wumba. Deep. Oh. <laughs> The one, yeah, well, I guess one was the way of saying deep. You can get your books for almost nothing at DCBService.com. They're the best. They ship them up right to your house. You don't even have to get off your, off your couch. You can order online like space people. They're the best. DCBService.com. And did you know our buddy, young Scotty Young, has a sketchbook available? I heard about this. Tell me more. Yes. It is called Scotty Young's Daily Grind. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, sir. And it's, it's awesome. It's a hundred amazing pages of, uh, I don't want to call them sketches because they're not. No, it's, they're not sketches. They're drawings. Yeah, beautiful they drawings. Uh, that collect some of his, uh, favorite sketches from the last few years. You know, the ones he does as his little warm-up sketches and other stuff. It's amazing. I, I don't, it really pains me to call them sketches. Why do I keep doing it? Um, it's, like I said, a hundred pages, but caveat emptor, there's only a thousand copies of this thing made. Oh, so if you, if you want it, you better get in on it. The dude is drawn Rocket Raccoon. He has a sketchbook yeah. available. Make the logical leap, okay? There's a thousand of them. They're thirty bucks a pop. You can get them at uh, scottyyoungstore.bigcartel.com, mm-hmm. and that's S K O T T I E scottyyoungstore.bigcartel.com. Or you can just go over to his site, scottyyoung.com, and you can probably find a link or two there for it. Um, I'm just waiting on mine. I can't. I gotta get my hands on it. I didn't realize that I should have, I should have asked him about it at, at Heroes. Cause he had, he, he had some on the table and I did not realize that they were limited. If, if I had known that, I probably would have brought one home. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. And you, you would have brought one home probably with a drawing in it that other copies don't have in it. <sighs> Maybe, wait a minute. You feel this big, bro. <laughs> you should. <laughs> So, uh, investigate that. You, you would do well to pick up a Scotty Young For real. Book, book of drawings, cause the man's amazing. And, and it's uh, not a, uh, it's, it's not, um. It's square bound. But yeah, and it, it's, it's not like the small little, like, manga sized sketchbooks that, that a lot of artists will, will sell at their tables or, or put together. It's, it's a, uh, it's, it's nice like, what, too. It's, it's like eight and a half by eleven, I think, or about, yeah. thereabouts. It's, it's, it's a nice size. It's, it's like the Norton, um, ruled sketchbook that i picked up a few right it's about the same size i do like the the digest size sketchbooks though i do too they 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 look nice and and most times that's how an artist is usually going to sketch i don't i i think it's all about economics the guys coming up do the digest size because they can fold an eight and a half in half got the guys in the spotlight like mr scotty young don't have to worry about that and most of the most guys aren't the huge size anyway so if they're if they're reproducing it for the sketchbook, the, the original is pretty much the same size as the the, the printed copy of the sketchbook. Right. So it's all, yeah, it definitely, 
the smaller versions make sense and, and are probably more true to life. But Scotty's work looks gorgeous when it's blown up. Anyway, so even if he is drawing small, when it gets to the big size, it's it's still going to look amazing. But yeah, oh, it's yeah. it's awesome. I can't wait to gush over that. I can't wait for you to. And if you're sick of hearing about Scotty Young, too damn bad. Because you'll never hear me stop <laughs> talking about Scotty Young. That's love dude. him. Dude. Love him. Yes. So uh what did I say? ScottyYoungStore.BigCartel.com. Do that. Speaking of Rocket Raccoon... We're here. We're, there. We're here, baby. Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. You know me. I don't get off my butt very many times to go see movies first weekend, but I am there this weekend. Absolutely. My son is jonesing like crazy to see this thing. Uh, I'll tell you what. I, I am flying to Florida and then to Mexico. So somehow in between my flight to Florida and my departure to Mexico, I got to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Somehow I got to go. You're going to Mexico? Cool. Uh, yeah, dude, way to talk to me on the sauce like the chat. Remember, I won't be on the show next week because I'll be away with my wife. Oh, you're pretty. <laughs> Seriously. If anyone else happens to be in Playa Mujeres, any listeners out there, feel like buying me a drink, I'm around. <laughs> like buying me a drink. I'm coming out of Mexico, but you can buy me a drink. <laughs> well, I'm staying at, I'm staying at all inclusive so you can come hang out with me and get free drinks. Okay. Alright, I'm there. Nope. Playa Mujeres, that's mother. What is that? Mother something? Mother desk? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I don't know. What does it mean? Jason will tell us when he comes back. Jason's going to the mother desk. Let's slow it down for you, okay? Uh, <laughs> Playa. Oh, because pl- I'm dumb. Yeah, that's, right. that's why you guys slow it down. Harry's is women's. Oh, I thought it was all oh, mother. Yeah, Madre, whatever. So your women's beach, I get it. Beach owed the women's. I was going to say cow's beach. Yeah. I only have class for one women's, though, though on, the, on that beach. Ah, uh, isn't that nice? I'm, yeah. I'm boo. My other boo. And you know what? You're not lying. <laughs> it's a home wife. Yes. Yeah, I hear that. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. Yeah, I can't have that. Let's drink. <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> Jason, what are you drinking there, Mujeres? I am drinking Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, no. Yes, sir. Wow. The tables have turned. For real, because David, what I you got? Heard, I heard Vince popping bottles when we connected. Popping bub? What you I mean, got? Mm-hmm. I have uh, two, actually. The one that's still capped is called Anderson Valley Summer Solstice. It's an ale with a natural flavor added. Let me see what that natural flavor is. Rich copper color floating a lacy white head. <laughs> Rich aroma of malt and caramel. Creamy satin smooth body envelops a pleasantly sweet caramel flavor with a subtly spicy hint. That's okay. Oops. Okay, then. Yeah, I messed there up. There it goes. Episode and it was good. Seven years, folks. We've been at this, about this seven years. Professionals. <laughs> And the one I'm drinking right now, <laughs> the one I'm drinking right now is Sierra Nevada. These rosary bleeds. These bleeds right here. Yes. Yeah. Make them. <laughs> so that's what I got. I got beer. Slapping the base. I am drinking some Anacana from Chile, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. Oh. 
just feel. You love the grape. I'm going to start drinking the wine because they, their scientific studies have proven that a glass of wine a day does your body good. It's like, it's like milk. Lord, I hope so. You'll live forever. Yeah. Pass it on. You'll be doing this with me, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Hey, comics. You said Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you see the latest trailer? No, no. You're not watching the trailers? I have, no, I, I've seen the, the commercials I try to speed through. I, I'm trying to watch as, li- I saw them in the prison longer than I wanted to. I, I don't want, oh, I get it, yeah. I, I just, cause I don't, there are times where I'll watch, you have type, different types of trailers or, or even commercials where they show you pretty much every scene is in the same order it's going to be in the movie. So you're, you're watching pretty much the progression of things in, in a 30 second spot. And sometimes they'll just show you brand, clips in a random order. And, and I don't want to sit in a movie wondering when that scene, cause then, and then there are also times where you will see a commercial and there are scenes that are in the trailer that aren't in a movie. But, um, no, I, I, especially for this particular film, I want to go in, uh, previewing as little as possible. Right. Well, I will just say one thing, that it's unbelievable how good this thing looks. Yeah, absolutely. To, to the point where I'm, I'm like dumbfounded that they managed to take it to this point successfully. Because you guys know Hollywood, I mean, even though Marvel's making them, you, you know, there, there is, there, there are some things they have to do to get a movie made. But it's just, it looks too good to be true. And if Mr. Starlin is to be believed, yes. it is true. So, and I have high hopes for this. They thing. are, they're, they're pimping, they're promoting the hell out of it because they're a special light. You had on FX, FX seems to do like superhero Sundays where they'll show the, the Raimi Spider-Man flicks or two of the Iron Man movies or any of the Marvel Studios movies, um, the X-Men movies. They'll just show a shit ton of superhero movies from morning until night until the strain comes on. And yeah. last Sunday, they had um, Dave Bautista, Zoe Zaldana, and Chris Pratt. Basically, bumpers before the commercials started. After between the movies and the commercials, they would talk about you know, stay tuned for a sneak peek. I mean, and and it's not just FX that was doing it this week. And I mean, there have been other stations that have had you know, stay. I think on um, on USA, you know, stay tuned after Raw for a special you know eight minute preview of of guardians of the galaxy they are promoting the hell out of it they're nervous i I think they're nervous about just making sure they 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 don't want the the gravy train to end because they made a movie that's this is a big one right if if if, if it's a massive hit if it's a massive hit then they have the biggest swinging dicks in hollywood yeah they can pretty much do no wrong yeah they can pretty much do any movie at that point they'll be convinced of (laughs) yeah if if this is and look this isn't gonna flop but if this is a few hundred million light of what they typically do, yeah. then it, it kind of is a slap in the face, a wake up call saying, all right, y'all are getting a little big for your britches. You need to stick with something that, but uh, I have high hopes for it. I, I think, I think it was last time I checked, it was a, a super high Rotten Tomatoes rating. I, I know it was yeah, 100%, 100% the first few days. I don't, I don't know if it still is, but yeah. Yeah. And what did I ignorantly proclaim way back when? <laughs> I, 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 I said, it, I said it was going to do as well as Avengers. And you scoffed at me. Nope. You did. Who scoffed? Jason scoffed. Say, dude, Avengers made a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to well, do a billion dollars, but I mean. You don't know that. 
I don't. You do not know right, that. I don't. It's been a very light summer summer box office globally, so maybe yes. maybe people are Pe- waiting for Guardians. People at work are coming up to me. What? What's with these Guardians? What, what, this looks really cool. What is that? A fox? What, no, it's not Star Fox. No, no, it's a raccoon. I, I'm I'm really well. It's not a raccoon, but yeah. I, I I doubt I'll see it this weekend. I really want to. I might. I don't know. We'll see. But it's it's uh. Yeah, I I cannot wait to see it. I do want to see it in the theater. It's not something I want to wait and see um, right. on Blu-ray. But it's uh, and and I woke up. Well, not when I woke up, but when I got to work, um, <laughs> something else Guardians related. It's pretty much the same thing. I wake up and I'm at like work almost an hour later. But it's <laughs> it's uh, I, it's great. I wake up at like four thirty in the morning, and the first thing I do is is check to see you know what Vincent Jason messaged in on Facebook at like you know ten thirty at night because I was pretty much already out. But the uh, when I got to work, um, Michael Mantlo, Bill's brother, uh, mentioned that the last night at the premiere in New York, um, mm-hmm. Joe Casada gave props to uh, to Bill Mantlo during his uh, opening comments. Damn well he should. Yes. Good to see that. I, I hope he gives him. I, well, I'm sure they are, but I would. I'm. I'm hoping they give Mr. Mantlo a lot more than just props. Right, they right. are. Yes. No. It's. It was. Um. Because a while ago, when when the whole movie was, was starting to, when the trailers came out and everything else, um, Michael had said that you know we don't need to be right. all up in arms about whether or not Bill's being taken care of and, and Marvel is being extremely generous in this that you know. So good. It's, good. Yeah, good. No, it's, it's all. It's all good. I believe. There's another thing I wanted to touch on real quick. Um, Dame to kill for the trailer did the inverse yeah. uh, of what I what I hoped it would do. Yeah, it kind kind of squashed any kind of yeah. d- desire I had to see it. Uh, I will go to see it, but I maybe not first run. Okay, and you know I'll probably buy the disc somewhere along the line. But it looks like a pastiche, mm-hmm. like a parody of itself. Um, it just. It's, uh, now, you know, it's not, there's a lot of skin in it, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Except there's not the skin I want to see. Nancy, right. But, you know, yeah. still. Oh. Um, and, and I gotta say, we touched about on this on the forum a little bit. Um, it's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. But I just gotta oh, say, I, 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 I doubt that he's listening, but I just want to say, if anyone knows him, you know, Frank, take care of yourself. Because I know what I'm looking at. And yeah. my heart goes out to him. So yeah, yeah. And uh, I uh, shocking, but I, I just hope I just hope he takes care of himself and that whatever he's got to do, he does. No doubt. Yeah, because we love him. So yes, much. you do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Come on, dude. I love him for what for what he would do. Uh, yes, yes many I, years I, ago. I, I love a lot of his older work. What have you done for me lately? Well, it would help. Every, all right, never mind. We're not, we're not going down that road, especially that right now. But it's true. I am dying to <laughs> hear what Vince has in store for us. Oh, really? I got to go out first, right after a freaking downer. Like I feel like Casey Case. Well, I mean, speaking of downers, then you can. You <laughs> yeah. Know, you can, well, this is yeah, this is it, a bit of a downer. It kind of it kind of segues into something that I'm going to touch on later. Because of Good. one thing that you, you're going to mention it while you're talking about the book, but while you, you said it harkened back to another 
company or universe. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and I'm going to I'm I'm going to piggyback on that later. And I'm going to knife fight anybody who doesn't disagree who does disagree with me because it's the truth. Um, I read one of my favorite series, and it was one of those. I liked the series when it came out, and I let it steep for what twenty five years. Has it been that long since the first? I think it's been more than that. Um, and now I reread the entire series, including the one shots, and it reminded me just how much I enjoyed it back in the day. Um, I'll give you some of the art teams on this. I can't give you the writers because you'll you'll nail it right off the bat. Well, we know what it is because you told us. Well, okay. Well, I want the people at home okay. to play. Okay. Some some of the visual teams on this short, relatively short series: uh, John Romita Jr. and Al Williamson. Alex Saviuk and Vinny Coletta. Stop. Ar- Arvel Jones and Danny Bulanati. Keith Giffen pops up for one issue with Bob uh, Wyacek on inks. It even has early Mark Bagley on one issue, I think, maybe two issues, uh, inked by Pablo Marcos. I uh, can't say those because you'll you'll get that. Um, inkers were Tom Morgan, Joseph Rubenstein, Chris Ivey, Jeff Albrecht. They pitched in on the inks. It was initially written by Jim Shooter. Yes. It was a flagship. Had, yes, it was the flagship. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, uh, there was a lot of groaning and, and carrying on about the whole line in general, but not so much with this book. This book seemed to be the darling of the line. Half of which it was, was real. It, there were eight titles initially. Half of them were really good. Yeah, and half of them were not so good, but that's okay. And, and to your, can't wait to your point earlier. It, it ended twenty five years ago. Thank you. So there you go. This is twenty five years in the hole, and I am, of course. Um, oh, yeah, that, Jim Shooter that, wrote it, but he had some help uh, initially. It ended twenty five years yeah. ago, and it was to it was to to commemorate Marvel's twenty five years of existence. Right. That's crazy. There you go. Right in the middle. So uh, uh, Jim had a little bit of help from Roy Thomas yeah. on issue seven. Carrie Bates wrote eight and nine, okay. and George uh, Carajone, uh wrote issue ten. But I'm, of course, talking about the star brand. Yes, you, you left or, out who wrote as, 11 through 19. No, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. They all know who wrote it. But um, uh, it was initially called Star Brand. It was not the Star Brand. The guy that came in on issue 11 changed it to the Star Brand. But Shooter's conception of this, of this series, um, and this is the part that may raise some eyebrows out there, but I think the Star Brand, now you can look at all those lists that people like to look at and check what the very first Valiant book was. I think it was Harbinger number one, right, David? Wasn't that the first Valiant book? Uh, talking about Super Mario, the first no, Valiant. If it wasn't, if it wasn't Harbinger, then it, it wasn't Harbinger, then it was um, uh, Solar. But I believe it was Harbinger. Okay, you can you can cite whatever the first Valiant book proper was, but I will claim that the prototypical Valiant book is Starbrand. It has everything that Shooter brought to Valiant, but he was doing it at Marvel. Even Janet Jackson on colors. I mean, the same mundane kind of reality-based existence like there are superheroes in the valiant universe and some of them cosmically so but most of the stories were mundane like it was like human interaction stories it was terrorism it was you know armies and stuff it it wasn't like 
this uh, skyscraper-sized world devourer comes to your planet to to consume all. You know, it wasn't Fantastic Four. It was fantasy, but it was still tethered in 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 reality. And that's what Starbrand was for the first ten issues. And I'll and I'll tell you all about it right now. Um, starts off with Mr. Ken Connell. Mm-hmm. Smart lad. Not Paul, to be confused uh, with Kevin Connor. No. Uh, he's strong, but he's, he's not particularly ambitious. The, the guy is like content to, to eke out a meager living as a mechanic in this auto restoration shop. Uh, Kenny loves the women though. Mm. Two, two of which we meet off right off the bat. We got divorcee Barbara Petrovic, mother of two. Mm-hmm. Kenny, what are you thinking? And, uh, sweet Debbie Fix, quack, <laughs> who, who is known as Duck. Yeah. And who loves old Ken unconditionally. I mean, she's fine that he sees other women as long as he saves some time for her. She's not too bright, our duck, but yeah, a bit of a doormat. But she's honest and she's good. Yeah. And she's without a doubt the most likable character in the entire series. So Ken, the womanizer, is out tooling around on his motorcycle in the backwoods of Pennsylvania, going up hills and shit. And and he runs into this old guy, dun dun dun, the old man who kind of clouds Ken's mind, does a little hoodoo voodoo on him uh, long enough to transfer the star brand, which uh, Ken doesn't know at the time, but it's the most powerful force in the universe, and now he has it on his forearm. You see the star brand is um, the power of the star brand is evidenced by this mark, this kind of tattoo that can be transferred from person to person and person to inanimate object, which was the source of the very white event that spawned the new universe in the first place. Uh, Earth was bombarded by this energy, and uh, every two out of one million people gained paranormal abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them erupted with powers and, and cool abilities. Uh, some of them died. Some of them became ghosts, but we'll do more of that later. Um and it all happened because the old man didn't want to bear the burden of the star brand anymore, so he tried to transfer the star brand to an asteroid. You can't do that, <laughs> as we as we've seen, because it has to be a sentient uh, organism. You can't transfer it to something without free will or cognizance of some kind, because it goes kablooey. And um, so Ken finds himself with this massive power. Right? What does he do? The only limits on this power, from what we can see, are his imagination. It's kind of like the Green Lantern rings. If you can will it to be, it'll 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 manifest, right? But unfortunately, that same lack of vision Kenny has in everyday life kind of applies to his use of the Star Brand too. He can fly. He can project energy from his hands. He's super strong. He can withstand disease and the ravages of space. He can walk away from a friggin' nuclear explosion. He can basically bend reality to his whims, but he squanders the power on these small-time little piddly concerns. He kind of polices uh, the symptoms and ignores the disease, so to speak. I mean, he's fighting terrorists here. He saves a ship full of people from a nuclear bomb. He downs a couple of Russian jets in Afghanistan. But the dude's confused about a lot of things. I mean, he's got this unimaginable power, 
And he's also wasting time worrying about who he wants to spend the rest of his life with, like Duck or Barbara or somebody else. And, like, it seems that everybody that comes into contact with Ken, and it gets worse with issue 11 on, they either die or incredibly bad things happen to them. Like, the guy is a shit magnet. And at one point in the series, uh, his Obi-Wan, that uh, psychologist and hoarder, what was his name, Myron Feldman, tells him, like, straight out, and this is under Burns' run, he says, Ken, you know, you're a loser. That's not too far from the bullseye. Ken is not the most likable character you've ever encountered in, in Marvel Comics. And that's one of the things that I found so compelling about the series. Here's a dude, he's really confused, he's got this tremendous power, has no idea what to do with it. Mm-hmm. None. I mean, I I can kind of see myself in that position, being able to do anything. If someone says, here, you could do anything, what would you conceive? I mean, I could do anything. As, um, uh, you'd stumble for a little while, right? If if nothing is beyond your reach, what do you reach for? Yeah, whatever, right? I don't know. But what? Well, at least, at least you're attempting things in your life. Mm-hmm. Kenny was kind of just... Tread water, right? Yeah. So it was um Beautiful women just throwing themselves at well, him. I mean like, he was he was a tall, blonde, good look dude, broad shoulders. He was I mean, Romita Jr. doesn't really draw unattractive dudes. So um <laughs> at least he didn't back then. He's got a he's got a party in the back. Uh, well but yeah, I mean that's the I mean he just has and to look in the front. mirror and that's and, and there's you know, there's a good looking dude that he can draw. So it's it's a um but Shooter makes, I mean, he doesn't hide it. Every woman that comes into contact with Kenny either walks away like, hmm, he's, yeah. you know, big and handsome and strong, or they're like throwing themselves at them. Someone was I'm living vicariously like, through his creation. I wanted to reach into the panels and just shake him and say, you know, what is wrong with you? You have this woman that would take a bullet for yeah. you, and and you're not acting on she, it. And, she had and frizzy it, hair. He's a bit of a dirtbag because I bet. if you were going to have cast Star Brandon in a Marvel movie today, it would be Charlie Hunnam. That's who would play him. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. yeah, and and he uh, he he comes from being with Barbara. Obviously, got a piece, and and Duck is at his house, did his laundry, yeah. you know, washed yeah, his dishes, clean, cleaned up, and and she throws himself herself at him, and he just. He succumbs and and he hits that too. I mean, and he there's a conscience there, but there's not much of one. He's a dick, and right? It, it's and one thing that I remember vividly when I when I think of Starbrand, it's crazy. There, I think of Kenny flying once he has once he has the Starbrand, but he's not he's not doing the traditional Christopher Reeve flying away, Superman fist out forward, and and just, he's just he's kind of just hands in his pockets, just kind of floating yeah. forward, and that's just because. That's you know it, it's somebody who's not used to flying and and he's just floating around and almost as if he's walking and 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 it's uh there's just there are so many I think I remember moments from Straw Brand and not so much whole issues or or entire stories it, it it's I I think about Star Brand and what it what it meant. To me, buying the issues as they were coming out and, and what it meant to, for Marvel, because I remember the, the, the lightning bolt in the ad going, hitting the planet, it's coming yep. and, and, mm-hmm. and be prepared. And, uh, and I remember it just being, being a bigger deal or they made it out to be a big deal. And I, there are just, there, there are things that remind me of, 
what I was reading. And and I have, thanks to the first C2E2, a complete run of Cyforce that I, I still have to finish. I, I'm jealous. I, I'm I jealous. have, um, and I, I, I enjoyed DP7 more than I enjoyed Starbrand. I, I thought DP7 was really good. I, I enjoyed the Loved hell it. out of that. Yeah. Uh, and the Paul Ryan art was great. It, it the four for me were, um, Starbrand, DP7, Cyforce, and, uh, and Justice. And I, Merc was okay, but that was really just Punisher Light. And yeah, yeah, I didn't care for it that much. Spitfire was not going to happen for me. Uh, Night Mask was just, uh, I dug Night Mask a lot, actually. Me too. See, Night yeah, Mask was I, one, one of my four. I just, yeah. I just made me think of the, the, um, Dennis Quaid movie too damn much. Dreamscape. I just I couldn't shake ah, that. Yeah, yeah. So just You're so right. Blatant. So I was like, I just and and then the name was blatant too. Remsen, <laughs> Rem sleep. Like, come on, why don't you just cram it down our throats? This is. But you're right. My, my four were. I mean, Starbrand was always at the top. Okay. Then then it was DP7, uh, Night Mask, and uh, Cyforce. Yeah. Well, and I I I pains me to admit I didn't like Justice at all. Even even when Giffen was on it, I didn't. I, I stopped reading it for a while, and it, well, till till the end, it's like now I want to go back and scoop them all up. Be within my mature, mature. current uh, form, maybe I'd enjoy it more. But uh, so this the the book takes a very bad turn now um, because the old man wants the power back. He made a mistake. He made a mistake in giving it to Ken. He wants it back. Ken's not gonna oblige. He's like, no, man. I, I, this is my power. Uh, you gave it to me. How do I know you're telling me the truth? Maybe you want to take it. And see, the old man cooks up this story that there's this war going on somewhere off planet, and he's got to go help. And it's 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 very confusing and intentionally so. I mean, Shooter clouds the the real goings on, and we don't really find out. What was going on is probably a lot different than Shooter intended it until Byrne comes on. But so the, the old dude starts harassing Ken's loved ones and he ultimately gets, puts Duck in the hospital. I mean, he's going to kill her in, unless Kenny gives him the power back. And so Ken, you know, that's it. He just kills the old man and, and flings his corpse into space. And so one would think it's over, but no, it's not. Uh, because Ken has a couple more adventures to, uh, to do before he ultimately shits the bed. Um, he runs into this uber patriotic paranormal named Gladiator, uh, Randy Kellogg. Uh, and just because Reagan said the, the Russians were bad, this guy who is incredibly dense, nothing can harm him and he's really strong. So he walks into Russia and he's going to kill a bunch of Russians just because Reagan says they're bad. Um, and this is another instance where Kenny just can't commit. Um, he decides in the battle that, you know, the only way to get rid of this guy forever is to kill him. And I got to kill him. But he can't do it. He can't commit. So what does he do? He takes uh, Gladiator and flings him into space. An ultra heavy dude who will not die and throws him into space. That's got to be like madness. That's torment. But he decides to give the guy an existence of, of torment instead of, you know, doing what he should have done all along and put him, put the world out of its misery and get rid of this guy. But Burn waltzes in with issue 11 and completely eviscerates everything Shooter has set up. And like I was, I was saying to David, um, I'm guessing from what I've heard that there was really bad blood between Burn and Shooter around this time. It's, it's, what was the reason? 
Burn just wasn't give, given his due by Shooter, because Burn demands a certain amount of respect. He does. I don't. Uh, I. It, it's all going to be uh, hearsay and and everything. I, I don't know if it's just um, whether the wrong people backed the wrong. It, it's it's probably you could probably go to the Burn forums. And, and yeah. well, they, they are two huge egos. Yeah. Amazingly huge. But, I mean, Burn, like I said, changes everything right down to some of the characters' names. I mean, Duck, who we previously knew as Debbie Fix, is really named Maddie Felix. And they give you no reason why her name is now Maddie. Like, oh, this is Maddie. Yeah, she's sometimes known as Debbie. But why? Why would... I, I, it's just bizarre. So Burn comes in. And he lumps all this on Ken. Ken can't cope with the power. He doesn't feel like he's the right dude for the power. He's he's letting everyone down. It's too much of a burden. I got to get rid of it. And he tries to transfer the power of the star brand to a dumbbell. And when he does, he destroys Pittsburgh. Destroys the whole city. And we all know why. We all know why. It was because Pittsburgh is shooter stomping ground. And so Baby Burns said, you know what? I hate you so much, I'm going to destroy your whole city. (laughs) Take that, motherfucker. But, and I I said this to David, I think one of the reasons why, because even then, Burn was still that golden sheen that Burn had built up since Uncanny and Fantastic Four. And, I mean, he still had a lot of that luster then. Burn was still on a lot of people's lists as a dude to check out, right? right? So how, why did Burns' incarnation of the star brand not take off? And I think a lot of the reasoning is because the book became so damn vindictive. I mean, it was so so much of a downer. Like, he stripped everything. And then one thing I, I still haven't forgiven him for, not that he cares, is that he kills Duck. Right off the bat, just because Duck is pregnant yeah, with Ken, pregnant, with yeah. with Kenny's baby, who ultimately becomes citizens of the universe, the Star Child, and the Star Child is very confused. It's born. It has um, intelligence. It, it's basically a young man in a baby's body, and it goes tromping around the universe trying to understand things. It doesn't really care about the fact that it just killed its mother. And it gives some cockamamie reasoning like, oh, I've absorbed her. And he's lying. He, he didn't absorb her. Debbie's dead. And, um, baby eventually looks a lot like Kenny as, as the book goes on. And there's a reason for that. So Byrne tries to wrap everything up all nice and tidy by having all these people who have wielded the star brand actually being shards of the same person. Like the old man is like this Dutch count from 500 years ago who got the power in you know in a white event. Kenny is obviously the present day, and the 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 Star Child is the future incarnation of the Star Brand. And they're, but they're all the same person from different points in time. This is Burns thinking, and like I said, it just gets so nasty. And um, the bookshelf uh, prestige volume called The Pit, which was written by Byrne. And who else? I think Mark Grunewald did this with him. Yeah. Sal Basima penciled it and it got a bunch of anchors. 
but it's just so downbeat. I mean, the city's destroyed. There's people dying all over the place. The 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 city has liquefied into this gunk. Yes, sir. They call, they, they call pit juice. And any kind of contact with the pitchus changes you. Like there's there's abominations running around in the in the hole. The gigantic mutated wolves. Um, Spitfire shows up. It's just there's a ghost called the witness who's basically the specter. No, well I let me dead man. He's basically dead man. He he can see everything going on, but no one can interact with him except the ghosts of Pittsburgh who kind of rip rip him apart or try to anyway. It's just. And I think that that downbeat air kind of transferred, made its way to the readers because it burned in last long. I mean, the, the series only lasted till issue nineteen because it was bi monthly, whereas all the others were pretty much monthly. I mean, it went to nineteen. Whereas how how long did did Kickers and and Cyforce and and Deep in the late twenties when they ended? So yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, for Burn not to sell big copies, Deep Seven went on to thirty two issues. Yeah, it's it it's it's so down and 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 Ken, the, if you have wielded the power of the Star Brand at one point, you cannot die. You are in a sense immortal. If if you do die, the power will resurrect you. So Ken meets his end a couple of times in in the later series, and he he eventually comes back. He's driven mad at one point, kidnaps a woman, rapes the hell out of her. Has her all strung up. I mean, this is this is vindictive burn. It's just nasty ass burn, and I I think the readers picked up on it. You know, it's it's not hard to when when your book goes. And another thing about the series, non traditional superheroes from the get go. I mean, Starbrand Ken didn't even have a costume. Nope. The very first issue, the very first panel, burn is on. Debbie uh, does um, a Starbrand costume for Ken. And it's it's like wait when what what year okay so burn took over with number 11 that was january 1988 mm-hmm. which means that uh let's see when did um hold on i'm trying to i'm trying to bring the, uh okay keep talking i'm going to say that <laughs> oh here we go all right this is why he okay there is a character in the limited series, Legends, who looks – nah, I'm not going to say he looks just like Kenny because he looks more like a, a skinny Mo from the Three Stooges. But he has Starbrand's power, and he is he's, – he's, it's a parody. He's mocked. He's ridiculed. He, he, he lasts a whole maybe two and a half, three panels. And again – and so, I mean, even in Legends, which came out in 1986, Byrne was still – I mean, it's written by, it's written and plotted by Ostrander and Wayne, but it's, it, Byrne obviously had a hand in at least a design, and two years before he even takes over Starbrand, Byrne is picking at Shooter. Right. And Byrne at this time was working on West Coast Avengers. Oh, well, right? during Star, yeah, cause he went back, yeah, yeah cause during Starbrand. Yeah, yeah, cause he went back to Marvel. But I mean, he was, he was plotting, he was penciling and plotting Starbrand, but he wasn't, I mean, it was just breakdown. Right. His, the, the bulk of his work was going into, obviously, yeah. the, the, the bigger name title. But, I mean, Byrne tried everything, and, and he even brought the X-Men into it. Not really the X-Men, but like kids dressed in X-Men costumes in this 
version of, of Earth. He breaks the fourth wall by throwing the Marvel bullpen into it. Yeah. Like, Byrne appears in the series himself. And Roger Stern. Rumble, and it's, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I, part of me loves Byrne's version because it's so nasty. I mean, it is rub my balls on your chin. Yeah, I got, I got you now. Nasty. It really is. Mm-hmm. He's, he takes everything Shooter has built and just completely craps on it right across the board. Palmer inked them, right? Or Palmer finished it? Yeah. Palmer, um, at least initially. Them. And, um, who else did I say? Uh, inks burn. Tom Morgan inks burn a couple wow, times okay. too. Yeah. But no, I'm, I I love these books. It's just that it, it, when you take a step back, it's it exemplifies what happens to series in mainstream comics. You you, you have the established character and these people build them up to to do whatever they want them to do, and they get them to a certain point, and they hand it off to somebody else, and somebody else comes in and completely eviscerates it, eviscerates it, and then it it would have eventually probably gone back to the status quo had someone else come on or if 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 shooter himself came back on he probably would have fixed in in quotes hit the book but i mean it's just this is what happens in in mainstream and comics that could be another it's fascinating yeah, i mean burn probably saw the writing on the wall or he knew that uh you know the the imprint wasn't going to be around much longer she's fuck it let me see what i can get away with and and it's kind of like what uh hale fialkoff is doing on ultimate ff do you see that new issue of ultimate ff it's it's insane they're funny animals. It's it's the the Marvel, um, the Star Comics Spider Ham oh, and yeah. an Americat. Yes, love it's it. Nuts. And he probably just figures, screw it. I got I got one one issue left. I'm just gonna go out in a bang. Uh, Whatever. And and before I I stray because I know Tomio's probably going to be posting it in the episode thread. Solar Man of the Atom was the first Valiant okay. Universe and uh, and because. Uh, Harbinger came out uh, a few months later. I will say that Star Brand Number One is the first Valiant book because it it's, it sets the template. It's it's the prototype. Mm. Every everything he did in in the first X amount of Star Brand, he went and did it in those Valiant issues. It's the same thing. Yeah. It, it's the borderline mundane reality with a couple of of fantastic flourishes here and there. Like you don't want to get too wild, you know. But it's it's. Read it and find out. If I'm wrong, tell me no, about you, it. Come to our- as, as soon as you said it, it, and again, like I said, the, the big thing for me, for me, from from the the new universe, are just are some moments. Nothing, nothing long lasting or or spanning over a long time. It just it it they're just. I remember, you know, text drawing Cyforce, Paul Ryan drawing DP Seven. I remember Justice and and Jeff Fisherwood drawing it, and uh, he's. In LA, so he goes to Shangri-La. They're just, they're, for whatever reason, there are just certain things from the new universe that I, I just remember, but only as moments. And when you said that it, it, Starbrand reads like a Valiant book, it is because it came out before Valiant. I never saw it that way, but as you, you, when you think about who was one of the main architects behind Valiant, and who kicked off the new universe and and who wrote Starbrand. It it absolutely all makes sense. Yeah. And in my desire to read all things Starbrand, I included the twenty uh, fifth anniversary special that Marvel put out in two thousand six called The Untold Legends of the Starbrand. 
And it was written by Rick Parker and drawn by Javier Pulido. It's awesome and it's really meta. <laughs> it's extremely meta. This, this multiversal investigator named Arden comes uh, into the new universe to, to peep some stuff out. And who does she run into but Gladiator? And he, he's floating around in space and she's asking him questions like, why are you out here? He's like, dude, this, this star brand guy flung me out here and she gets the information she wants from him and she just leaves him. She freaking leaves. And he's crying in space. No, don't leave me. But, um, it's, it's before Kenny, uh, destroys Pittsburgh. It's before the black event. And, uh, the two, Kenny's star brand power kind of tips him off to the fact that there's somebody tailing him. And eventually they meet and blah, blah, blah. She tells him who she is and why she's here and everything. And he, he has sex with her. Of course. On, on board her sentient spaceship. He has sex with her. It's unbelievable. And, and she's like, you know, you, you're a, a comic book character in another universe. That's where it becomes meta. She shows him the star brand comics. And, uh, oh God, yeah, it's like Earth to Justice Society. And, and no, really, yes, yes. <laughs> and and on the very last page, she leaves, and Kenny Kenny's like got the hots for her, and he wants her to come back. And he's in space in his pajama bottoms, post coital, and he's going, "Come back, come back." And the pose is the cover of Starbrand number one. Awesome. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> I love this. And you know who did the cover? Not only John Romita Jr., but Senior as well. Wow. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. So that's the star brand. I like it a lot. I, this is like one of my favorite series. And I thank myself for remembering. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. There's a hell of a lot more to encounter in this, in this series in the bookshelf. And if you're brave, you can even read the draft. Oy. I know. <laughs> it's, it's rough. The pit is great. The rat, the draft is kind of, eh. Whatever. Oh shit! Yeah. And you can get them for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, for real. If there's any new universe book that'll cost you more than a buck. Shit, you'd be lucky if you just had to spend more than a quarter. True, but they're worth it. Well, I mean, I, as long as they're if, as as long as you are entertained by it, then it, it doesn't matter. I was entertained, and I was comforted. That you, that comfortable feeling of going back 25 years. And and revisiting something that made you happy back in the day made me happy today. Yeah. And it was kind of like I felt I was back then reading these on the back porch at my mom's dad's Aww. house. Aww. Yeah. Aww. So. <laughs> Stop by. What the fuck was that? But every time I hear Star Child, man, the P-Funk in my head. <laughs> oh, okay. Ain't nothing but a party, y'all. Wow, all right. So what else? Yeah, look at me chewing up 40 minutes. Respect. Ain't complaining. How's that? How's well, that, what do you th- I mean, so what's interesting to me is Hickman bringing back these characters um, I, in different right. forms, obviously. Well, but what's that? And doing it well. Yeah, right. but what, what's, well, I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering who, I, I, I guess what I'm, at, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words here, but what I mean is I wonder how many people are as uh, familiar with uh, the original run that this was nostalgic. Certainly it was for all of us, but uh, I'm wondering if a lot of people just read these as new characters uh, in Hickman's book. You know what I mean? I, I'm curious in how that informs their opinion of them. But certainly I think part of the, the giddiness of having these characters in the Avengers books is, is the is the homage to to the old new universe for me. 
Um, I wonder how I would feel if they were just the new characters. Would I find them as interesting? So, right, and they came back in what Avengers, um, like nine, ten, around there. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they've been around for for not not a huge amount of time, but it's been a while, yeah. right? Stained, yeah. It's it's uh it was um at least a year at this point because it was before Infinity, and I mean they're up to issue what like thirty two or something. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, I don't know about double shipping. I, I mean, the schedules are all screwed up for me. But yeah, I mean, they've been around for a while now, and they're part of Avengers World. So it's it's uh, more so than they are in the um, Avengers proper. So I, I I view them as as new characters, not because they look different, but because they are in the six one six, and they don't. I don't view them as having the baggage of the the imprint from 1986. I I I just I appreciate the names that they uh, Nightmask and 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 uh, and Starbrand. I think that they work under Hickman's pen, and I'm glad he used them. But I definitely don't. I don't. I don't read Avengers World and think of Kenny. I I see I see this Starbrand as as a as a new not 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 just a different character but as a new character. Right. And it could be argued that Nightmask, I mean his name was Adam before that, right? That was one of the the uh beings that X uh Nihilo created. created. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean there was a white event too. Yeah. But Starbrand or Nightmask preceded the White Event, so you know. I mean, he had it planned, right? You could say. I mean, he may have just made that that Adam character as as something that he could manipulate down the line if he ever got an inspiration. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that he was going from the? But I, I'm being ignorant. It, the the new Starbrand that's not Ken, right? Oh, and, and Avengers and, and yeah, yeah no, no, it isn't. What's his name? Dude. Because I, I I I don't remember them them ever saying that Wait, his, his name, name? They, Starbrand the new Starbrand. What's his oh, name? Oh, I, I, I uh, it's um um uh, it's a it's a very similar uh, Kevin Connor. Okay, yeah, it's so very yeah, it's, it's a play it's, on the original name. Yeah. yeah. So he yeah he's doing like the the legacy thing yeah, that yeah. It, it seeks out certain. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I got to reread those those Hickman Avengers. I they're, they're great stuff. I have those in hardcover just because they were so great. I don't, I don't do that with every Marvel title. No, it's, yeah, they're, they're, it's now because, I mean, between the digital and, and the physical version I have to look forward to, it, it's, it's hard for me. The only time I really go back and reread anything, um, the Grendel Batman crossovers or the, uh, I'll, I'll read Man of Steel or, or Legends. Uh, Man of Steel still holds up. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. And that's, that, that's who I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the Silver Age, but that's, that's kind of the Superman I, I think about when, when I think of Superman, it, it's, it's yeah. that one. Uh, you say what you will about Byrne. He made Superman attractive to Marvel readers. 
which was the whole yeah, I'm point. Pretty sure it was the whole point. It was. Um, no, it's it was a uh, a character that you know he practiced drawing when when he first picked up a pencil and and uh, it is um he he made the he made the science of the character make sense in 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 modern day it's you know you couldn't we were well past the point of the super stretchy cape and being able to move a planet because at that point in the 80s we we realized you know science is a real thing and if you if you have enough strength and mass to push a planet you'd probably end up going through it and and you can't it's true. there's yeah. just some things where it's like you can't you can't get away with shit you got away with in the 60s and 70s suspension of disbelief but i will say not to be nasty but the current state of the character i long for burns superman oh without a doubt superman's uh burn superman would be a blessing right without now a doubt. You yeah um it's uh but hey if, if if people are enjoying the superman more power to you i yeah i have, I have a hard time getting it it's almost <laughs> how they could <laughs> to me i can't I've tried. I've tried a few times now, and and it's just it's it's not happening. So there's two two words that get me through Superman. Closely, Aaron Cooter. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I could see that. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Man, that boy's talented. There are. Um, it's doomed, NASA. <laughs> Which for the <laughs> listeners who may not. Who may not realize uh, Vince is one of the world's biggest Doomsday fans. So. Oh, for real! I love yeah. Doomsday. Yeah. I I can't get through this thing. I just it's it's I, I don't want to be nasty. I just don't like it. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. And I like Bloodlines. Uh, okay. Oh God. <laughs> I couldn't. I I I I have most of the annuals. I tried it, man. I was like, hey, cool! It's an event. I was. I was I was one of the kids who was like I look forward to DC's annuals because Armageddon 2001, um, Eclipse, which was so, fun, Bloodlines, yeah. uh, the um, actually the Armageddon one was great because I, I enjoyed seeing the future versions of um, of a lot of these characters. And what was funny is because you had Superman in Action Comics or you had Batman in Detective, it's like Wave Rider had to make sure he got stopped by them twice. It's like, well, we already saw your future. Oh, but if you did this, this would be your future. And it's like, but dude, it's the same goddamn character, man. Why are you? But it was, uh, but we got to see Dusty Able artwork. So I, I always appreciated that. Yes. Um, but I, I was like, you know, cool. I, I'm looking forward to this summer's. DC's annual event because at least it was it was strange. I enjoyed, I think I enjoyed DC's start to finish annuals event more than Marvel's because with Marvel you had you had executioners. Uh, no, no, you had the Extinction Agenda, which was the one. There was there was the four part mutant annual crossover. Then you had. Spider-Man had his own crossover going on at his annual. You had, uh, sometimes they would go crazy and you'd have like Hulk, Daredevil, Punisher, and Moon Knight. And it was just like, and, and everybody had like, got the team up or it was an annual that crossed over with another annual at Marvel for a few years. Mm-hmm. But, which, which, you know, to find little self-contained or, you know, however many annuals it trickled over into, you had the main story and then you had a couple of backups. So each annual is almost like an anthology, but you had, um, 
so with Marvels, for me, it, some of it felt like inventory stories. It's like we had it in a drawer, we got to throw it in an annual, and we'll have it out. And with DC, from cover to cover, you pretty much had a complete story in the annual, and it either, like with Eclipso, it would cross over into the next. But when you had Armageddon 2001, you had a self-contained futuristic Wonder Woman story. And you could read more about it by reading, you know, Armageddon 2001, number two, but you had a Wonder Woman annual and it took place in the future or there was a Superman annual or a Justice League annual. And I, I kind of enjoyed the way the DC annuals were packaged during that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I hope people don't think I'm down on DC. I, I <laughs> love DC for a, no, for a lot of years. It's just that. I, I'm, I'm not. Well, there have I been don't, a few, I think, fair criticisms of late that uh, yeah, some I of our overt, uh, maybe we're because we're not reading much DC, we maybe are mischaracterizing the line right now. And I can I can buy right. into that. I I would imagine there's a bunch of books that are probably quite enjoyable still, um, especially some just, of the non-flagship titles, and we're just not reading them, so it may come across like we're saying that the the line right. is just out of sorts, and that's not really fair. That's you know, no. I I mean, there, every book that I seem to love at DC gets canceled. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I don't think we are the target. I don't no. think we're the tar- we weren't the target audience for OMAC. Well, we had great trade issues. You know, we we just right. there are. I I fear for Infinity Man. I, I fear for. I enjoyed, dude. How I mean, we have the pages to to brag, but you know, we all enjoyed Deathstroke. Yep. And they decided to go ahead sure. and sure. and and switch things up, which I mean, as far as I could tell, for no reason, but for whatever reason, they they they. Change things up, and it just it wasn't the same. Love the Hawkman. You com. did love the Hawkman. I have all the trades because I love Both it. Of them. There was yep. um, uh, there is one I did read a new first issue um Get from out the of new town. DC. What? Because I had to. I, it, see, no, when I say I had to, it's almost had like to. I was forced to do it at gunpoint. No, I wanted to read it because. I am a fan of the creators, specifically the writers, but oh. I read Grayson number one. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm compelled for some reason. I don't know why. I think because our boy Tom King wrote it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's that, and there's also, but you know, me and, and espionage does, that doesn't mix too well, but I think the cover's awesome, uh, and well, there's the something. Cover, yeah, the Andrew Robinson cover's amazing. Yeah, and I'm thinking, ah, I might want to read this. I think you will. The, uh, and there's enough there. Actually, you know what? The first issue, I wouldn't even, I don't know how espionage I would, I would, I think the Winter Soldier, the miniseries, is more espionage than. Oh, I don't think that was bad. At least right, far as no, that. you dug that. So I think, I yeah. think you'll enjoy, because there's, there is somewhat of a, of a James Bondian aspect. In the beginning of the issue, but then, but then he kind of goes in full Robin mode with, with the whole acrobat, acrobatic routine and, um. You could take the boy out of God. Yeah. And I was a little surprised by the, uh, although she appears earlier in the issue, I was a little, I, I did not know that it was this character and, and that was a, a neat little, um, I mean, for my money, it was a neat little, uh, I wasn't expecting it. So like I said, I don't know if this character has been around, but I, I'm just happy to see her here. Uh, and, Barbara? No. Hmm. Helena. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 
No, I took a drink of this beer. Oh, oh damn. Oh, not your, not your skin. Not good. good time. No. Uh, and the, uh. It's like sucking out a Werther's original. She said. And there's a dude with a swirly face. So, I mean, there's, there's enough shit going on where it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I, they, King and Sealy definitely have me, um, they, they've piqued my interest. I, I, uh, I want to see where it's, I'm not, I'm not thinking about any future crossovers or, you know, and, and it, the first issue, you're pretty much caught up to speed within like three pages. I don't know what the hell's been going on with Dick Grayson before this issue. I don't know what's been happening in the world of Batman before this issue. And I didn't need to, you, you, you can really hit the ground running with this first issue and, and enjoy it. I, I definitely, it would be my in your travels if I wasn't talking about it now, probably. I, I, I think you would dig it. I have it. I bought it. Good. Digital, of course. Digital. Well, you know, I bought it still. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll get, I'll read it. I'll, I'll read it for next week. How about that? Okay. I mean, you could talk about it as long as, long as you want. I'm just going to read no, it no, anyway. No, I don't, I, You're not going to spoil it for I me. I know, but I just, I, uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. Okay. I even like Legion Lost. Love Legion Lost, dude. Can't, not, not Legion, the, the new incarnation of, the f- new 52 Legion Lost. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you didn't like that. I, I thought that was pretty good. I, all the Legion books I thought were really good. All gone. It's hard to get Legion to, to permeate the marketplace. I don't know why. You, you would think people, you know, it's all superheroes of all different kinds. It's like, you know, all these alien, why? Why doesn't that book catch on? Mm-hmm. Why do they have a hard sell with Legion? It shouldn't be. They even tried to, I mean, what was that Superman story that, uh, um, was it Jeff Johns, uh, initiated with the, the Superman and the Legion crossover and it was, it was, it sold really well and then the Legion series started and boom, it didn't catch on. Why? Why is that? I love the Legion. I love the Legion as long as they're not involved in the Lightning Saga. I didn't even mind that. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. No. I dug stopped. it. Yeah, I dug the Lightning Saga quite a bit. Oh, bizarre, right? Why, why don't you like it? Because Justice League of America just started, and like three issues in, we have this crossover with the Justice Society and the Legion. It was a mess. It was uh, storyline from one one chapter to the next. You you had no idea which issue to read next or which issue you should have read before. It was. It just. It wasn't. A, a well done crossover in my eyes. Well, there you go. I dug it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I, I wanted to enjoy it because you brought back you know you had you had Onstar and, back, right? and and Wildfire and and there were just there were characters that I remembered from you know five years later and 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 the Great Darkness Saga. I mean these were Legion characters that I remember reading and I was like oh cool. Meltzer and company are gonna, you know, play around with these characters, but the whole thing with with Starboy and I just I was not feeling it. Ah, well that's okay. I guess my hopes are too high. I don't know what's what's going on with me. I'm 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 finding great comfort in older series. You know what else I I read for this week, but I didn't finish it, so I don't want to really talk about it. I've been reading the Malibu books, specifically Freaks. Do you ever read Freaks? I may have read an issue or two. F R E E X. Yeah, 
It's got early Scott Cohen song. Yeah. I think it's great. It's great, but it's nutty. And, but nutty's good. Nutty's, nutty's what I want. I want books that don't follow a specific pattern, that take chances and go crazy. Like, like Ultimate FF number five. That's the kind of stuff I want every month. I want off the wall mm-hmm. stuff. And that's, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff in the Malibu line. Like, uh, Nightman with, with, um, our buddy on art, uh, Kyle Jesus. And Derek, oh, Derek Robertson initially. Yeah, Kyle Hotz. I love his stuff. And then he, he starts in Rune, then he goes over into Nightman. It's just beautiful, beautiful artwork and just crazy stuff. Like Rune, how much weirder can you get than Rune? Not much. No, you're right. You're right. And then it crossed over with the Infinity, uh, with the Marvel characters for the Infinity stuff. With the gems and the warlock came over into the the ultraverse. Ah, I love those books. We should do a whole episode on the ultraverse. Make Jason read them. I was going to say, yeah, I'd have to tap out of that one. Why you don't have them? Mm, if I do, I mean, good luck me digging them out. I wouldn't know where to uh-huh. find them. I can hook you up. I can just go to Chuck Rosansky though and buy them again for like thirty-five <laughs> bucks a piece. <laughs> yeah, wah wah, poor Chuck. Oh, do we want to go poor into Chuck. that? Oh, San Diego doesn't love me anymore. Oh, that's it. Well, maybe because you charge like two hundred percent over uh, book value for yeah. some books. Sorry, sorry that 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 the that someone else has figured out a way to 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 take advantage of of of. Uh, Scarcity premium with books that really aren't worth what they're supposed to be worth, Chuck, at your expense. Uh, you know what? I, like I, here's my thing about Chuck that I, I can't stand uh, is 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 uh, the way that every time he writes a monthly newsletter, or in this case, the letter he wrote about leaving San Diego, he cries poor. <laughs> the dude, oh, yeah. the dude moves. He literally buys millions of comics a year. He moves, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of comics a year. He owns um, an aircraft hangar-sized brand-new warehouse. And he's been at this for 40 years, including having one of the most valuable known collections in existence. The dude is not poor, and it's he cries poverty all the time. Like every time he has a sale, like, oh, uh, you know, uh, we need a, a, new, uh, a new hot water heater, so we're marking everything 50% off. No, Chuck, you're marking everything 50% off because you have everything 300% marked up. So 50% off still makes it three and a half times what it should be. <laughs> and I have never, in all my years of, of uh, collecting, I've never bought from Mile High Comics. Same here. I've looked from time to time and be like, oh, let me see what they're grading it. Because then you go, you turn around and you go to Lone Star, you go to my comic shop, and it's like, well, now that's that, that's someone who actually wants to sell me a goddamn comic book. I can walk away from Lone Star with fifty bucks for under fifty bucks, yep. and it's and and it's stuff that no, it's not hot titles or popular books, but it's I'm getting fifty comics for like less than a buck a piece, and that's that's okay with me. Or you know, if I don't buy locally, which I like to, I like to frequent the comic shops to get my back issues when I do buy them. But I, every at least once a month, I'll I'll throw some money at at Lone Star. It's too easy. Yeah. The prices are the prices are in my zone. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I have no head for business. I've I've said that a million times because it's true. I I I don't. I don't know what Chuck goes through. I, I can't imagine it's cheap to to cart all those books to San Diego. Set up. You got to pay people to set up. I'm just looking and at he's it. Got from, more than, he's got what like I'm, six booths. He's, he's spending like what, like ten grand yeah. to exhibit there. 
I'm not defending the guy, but I'm just saying he probably invests a, for what I would think would be a significant amount of money just to go there to sell. So he wants to get a return on his dollar. I can't blame him, but you know, you price accordingly and it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would think. Oh well. Jason, you didn't read anything for this week, buddy? Well, I mean I read a few things. Um I, I read I read Dark Engine. I did too. That was that was something. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, look, not every image number one can be awesome and to to every person. They had right? a good run, and I I enjoy a vast majority of what they put out. But the, this one I I did not connect with. I um I, I think the art had moments of of inspiration. Um, there were pages that I thought looked really compelling, but then mm-hmm. I thought there were pages that were not so compelling. It, it struck me as, and not as, a, so I don't view this artist, and I'm sorry, I don't have the, the name offhand. Um, I'm, just, I'm trying to get my, my iPad, but I don't want to make mm. too much noise. But, uh, so, so this strikes me more as an artist who's still finding their, their way and, and could, could in a, a few years be a, a force once they develop a little more consistency. Um, so I don't want to say I didn't, I didn't like the art. I just, I thought the art was evocative of someone still trying to get their game up to, 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 to the master level of, of being a, a regular monthly comic book artist. Um, but, but, but the story, and this is where I'm, I'm dying to hear your perspective because I know we have divergent views here. I, I thought the story was completely obtuse. I, I didn't, I didn't, have, uh, I can't begin to tell you what it was about. Okay. So just for the record, uh, Ryan Burton wrote it, John Bivens drew it, and Crank did the lettering as most things. Um, the story, like I said, when you asked me, when you said you read it, and uh, I said, I, I could tell right off the bat reading this thing that you would not mm-hmm, take it. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I enjoyed it a great deal, but I did admit that there are a couple of potholes in the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have been intentional on the on the part of the creative team. I don't know. But... Um, what I got out of it is there is a organism, a woman named uh, Sin, right, or Sim, S Y M, uh, who has been uh, outfitted with something called the Dark Engine. That kind of, uh, in video game lingo, respawns her at uh, critical points uh, in the narrative uh, when she is on the verge of dying or, or, or when she's in the thick of battle, this dark engine pulls her out for some reason, uh, and respawns her somewhere else. And, uh, she is, it's another one of those chosen one things where there's one sequence where there's these two guys and, uh, they're, they're in a tower and, uh, the, the, the whole gist of the conversation is, uh, they sent her back in time and they're, they're, they're laying huge hope on her that she'll come and erase the darkness. That there's something that has made whatever this world is, uh, populated with dinosaurs and, and all kinds of nasties. That whatever has made this world such a, such a very violent and dangerous place 
they want to eradicate that. And to do that, they send this woman, this person, back in time. And I guess she keeps respawning in order to do that for which she was intended to do. Um, she's she's birthed in the beginning of the issue uh, violently from the belly of a dinosaur. She just pops out and she's got an umbilical cord um connected to her and she she bites the cord off she's naked of course bites the cord off and she takes um a rib of the dinosaur from which she erupted and uses that as a sword i guess the uh the rib sword is is um emblematic of of her character like she she's foretold to come with the rib sword and 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 purge the land of of these things or but i think the art's fantastic I, I thought I don't see any any problem at all with the art. Hmm. It's just that in in the story, it's it's kind of difficult to, to discern. You know what the I mean? Maybe they're being ambiguous as a first issue to get you to come back for issue two and, and make sense out of this. Um, because like there's there's some characters in this land that don't think it's all that bad. Like there's there's an old man and and, and a child. They're looking at a hippo. And they're like, you know how beautiful this day is, blah blah blah. And and this sim character erupts out of the 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 hippo, and the head explodes, and she comes out, and she's all covered in gristle and stuff. And and the old man's like, uh, you know, uh, this is what does he call her? Amut. We got to kneel because this is the chosen one. I mean, there are a lot of things unanswered, and I'm sure they will be in the coming issues. But story wise, there are some. Things left to be desired, art-wise. I thought it was a winner. I like the art a lot, but you—you you know, I would. Yeah, it's, I was going to say this is the kind of art where you're—you're. You're, we're, I think we have a large concentric circle of the kinds of art we enjoy, but I think for this, this is getting into the territory where you're far more forgiving of this uh, very loose, free lines line work. That, that yeah, it's brushy. Yep, and and, and for me, it it. Is a fine line between me really liking it and, and not connecting with it. I mean, I I can look at a, a, a you know a, 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 this book by Stoko or by Aaron Conley, and I'm I'm all over it. And 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 to a little bit less astute artistic eye who may not be know those guys as well, they they may say, well, what the hell's the difference? But to me, I think there's a big difference, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, I think, because of your and this, I think, directly ties into your being an artist and, and my not being. Um, you're a little more uh, willing to uh, reward the freedom and confidence that that this kind of uh, work belies. Yeah, I'm glad you said confidence because yeah. that's exactly what this is. It's a very confident line. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of Alexei Zirit, his work. Uh, he did the that, but I, and, and again, I would, I would say the only thing about that is Alexis is, to me, a little bit more consistent. Again, I think if I were to take the the 11 pages out of this book of 22 that I loved, I think you could stack them up with all these names quite effectively. For me, it was right. the, the five or six pages in the book I thought didn't stack up that, that kept me from buying it right. totally. But, but again, I think – To your point, I will agree with you. Yeah, to, because, to this, but this artist a year from now, this is the kind of artist who I could see – a year, year and a half from now, especially if, if he is continuing trying to make a name for himself, and then he's on another book that we we get geeked about. I right. could find myself on the show raving about this dude, not remembering that I just said what I said. Right? Um, right. No, it's true. So. But I mean, to to your point, the the page where she's um, 
recently birthed and she's kneeling in front of the fire and she's trying she 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 takes these bones and straps them to her forearms and she she's practicing on on this carcass and she's slashing at it and that page looks very different than the page that follows it where she's she's pissing by the fire and she's kicking up dust to cover her 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 urine and then she sees the bug fly by and takes the 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 dinosaur uh skull as a as a helmet it looks like the artist invested a ton more time in the page that preceded it whereas the the page i talked about first it's very loose mm-hmm. and it's it, it you know it it looks like the focus like there was a agenda with the page with the skull he knew where he was going whereas in the previous page it just looks like he was fleshing it out as as you know the the going where the brush wanted to take him in other words sure. but i i don't see anything wrong with either approach it's just that back to back it becomes evident that there's what someone would perceive as an inconsistency in the approach and that's not a bad thing to me. I don't, I don't mind that at all. But, you know, I'm not the average reader. So, mm-hmm. I can't speak to that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like, there, there, there are panels in this book that give me great pleasure. Uh, there are pages that, that bring me great pleasure with her, that double sp- uh, spread with her crouched on the rock with the, the rib sword in her hand and, and you see the, the 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 dot pattern in the in the sky and there's there's creatures in the in the in the background i just love that page i love the page with the tower i just there's a lot of pages in here that are really sharp there's also a lot of pages that with the dudes talking in the tower just kind of treading water a little bit you know getting that conversation out because they have to and then let's go kill some more dinosaurs so yeah it's it's a somewhat inconsistent first issue uh I overall, I I really enjoyed it, mm. but you know, are are you guys caught pretty... up on Stray Bullets? No, no. Mm, okay, I have I have issue five. Was the last one that came out six? Oh shit, I have not, no four, uh, four, four. Yeah. This oh, okay. this is Killers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I I um I am way behind. I read the first no five. Issue. I'm sorry. You know what? Actually, five. I I, I read I read up through four this week, but five did just come out. So uh, I'm gonna read them in one lump. How many yeah, you know, I, 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 one of the things I was going to ask you guys is because, uh, as you know, I didn't read Stray Bullets when it first came out, but really enjoyed what I have read of the original series since the awesome collected edition came out earlier this year from Image. Um, but I'm not through the whole thing. I've, I've, I read a chunk of it when we first, when I first got it and haven't gone back to it. Um, it's a slow burn. Uh, I really mm. do enjoy each issue, but, but th- because it's a character driven story, and, and really through four issues, it's largely been about a certain group of characters interacting with one another. And there are hints, there are hints of the Lapham, the, the quote unquote Lapham stuff, but it's been relatively, say for one of the four issues, benign. I mean, not a tremendous amount has happened, yeah. um, to challenge you or make you uncomfortable or, and so I, I, I'm getting the sense that at some point soon here, the, 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 the proverbial shit's gonna hit the fan. Mm. But it's, 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 I don't wanna say it's been a slog, because I do enjoy it, I, I love the artwork, and I, I do like Lapham style, and I like the universe, but, but it, it, it hasn't been as engaging as I would have hoped it, it would be. And, and I, I think maybe it, to your point, if, if, if I just saved up 10 issues and then rhythm of the chunk, I'd, I'd probably be blown away. Um, 
So I, I don't know what to make of it right now, but I, I, I do know that uh, I was more excited about the series after the first issue than I am four issues in, if that makes sense. Right. I see a lot of similarity between um, Straight Bullets, Lapham, and Quentin Tarantino. He he takes a lot of time and invests a huge amount of energy in the dialogue. I mean, there are conversations that go on for pages, and that, I guess, some people can construe that as not being, you know, the story not moving, but it's a big series. I mean, it, it lasted, what, 40 issues? Yes. The, the original Stray Bullets. And it's pissing me off because I was looking through my issues. I'm missing 39 and 40. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, you, I want to shoot myself right in the head, so I got to get those. But anyway, um, it is a slow burn, but there are those punctuation marks that are really disturbing. I mean, it's not crossed, Lapham. You know, this is not psychopath. There, there's no titties and bags. But there's stuff that comes close. I mean, there's some stuff that are really, really disturbing. It's just on a different level than than that visceral kind of crossed level, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would stick with it. It pays oh, I'm off. I'm definitely going to stick with it. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not. It's again. It's not. I haven't disliked it at, at all. It, it's 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 just felt a little. Um, if this were a Marvel book, I could see people saying, "Screaming compression." Yeah, right. right, right. Well, like I said, he puts a lot of stock in in the dialogue and the conversations and the character bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's nothing. I mean, I like that. It's you got to from the get go. It's a totally different approach than what you're used Definitely. to with Marvel. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, but great nonetheless. And and you know, he's he's an enigma to me because I look at at the breadth of his career and I, specifically Stray Bullets. I would never. In a million years, if you to- if I didn't encounter the Valiant stuff before Stray Bullets, you could not convince me that it was the same dude. <laughs> it, it, you you look at the Valiant stuff, like especially a Warriors of Plasm. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Tomio. Tomio. Ring, ring, ring. Um, you look at Plasm and you look at Stray Bullets, and it's like night and day. It's sure. it's it's totally different universes, obviously, but I mean universes of approach. Like it does not even seem like the same guy. And and then you look at the more reality-based Valiant books that he did. It's just so strange that he could turn it on and turn it off when he has to. And then the cross stuff. Wow, it's he's a chameleon. He's a he's like Michael. He's a chameleon. But I love him nonetheless. I love him. And he gets really disturbing. He really does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's a. I wouldn't. I don't know. Can I watch your kids? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. But that's okay. That's why I love you. I'll read your funny books, but I won't let you watch your kids. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Now, you, it, it sounded in our back, back channel talks this week that you both got around to reading low number one. No. I did. No, no, no. Oh, you I, didn't. I, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, oh I, suck. I didn't. Because, well, yeah. That's okay. You take your time. <laughs> Thanks. I, I read it. I loved it. I, I think Tocini is a son of a bitch. The, what that guy does with color and paint and, and line is just incredible. Yeah, he's, it, it is quite a sight to behold. 
And there's a lot of nudity in the first I told, issue. That's what I said. It, it, it's, right. She's just standing there naked through half the issue. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And what's there's, cool is is it's not like they're naked because they're in the throes of sex or something gratuitous. It's postcoital, and and she's just sitting around drinking coffee, working on the computer, perfect. just hanging out because they just got done hitting it, and they're just getting oh, yeah, it's their day. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing. I think the cover image is a masterpiece. The, the, the cover, the cover is perfection. <laughs> There's, there is, you know, I mean, a discerning eye that I, I like to, c- to claim to have. I look at this image and there is absolutely nothing, not a single brushstroke that I would change on that cover. That's, that's awesome mm-hmm. to, to be at that level. You know? Agreed. Uh, but, uh, as far as the internal pages, he's working it. He, he's, he's bumping reds and, and, uh, blues together. The, 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 the figure drawing is impeccable. Um, that one panel, what, what the heck? The, uh, she's, um, she's off to the left hand side and it's like a, a view of the, 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 the environment around them and you just see the buildings and the airships and they're like, holy shit, is that Yamato? No, it's got, it's got sails, hmm. but um, it's just great. It's, it, it's a complete, um, it's a complete world, and it's a convincing world, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this. Remender is gonna have what three fairly awesome to 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 mega awesome creator owned image books out at the same time he's gonna be heading up Marvel's big event of the year. Mm-hmm. That's that's a place to be that's rarefied air it really is yeah so it's pretty cool but I, I gotta say the book takes a fairly drastic turn like after um the postcoital the book takes a, a fairly mm-hmm. drastic turn where the um the the guy is is um with the children and they're walking around he's like there's the tower of droland and and after that sequence the line seems to get really thick like very heavy right and 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 the the he he relies on the line to do what he previously relied on the color to do uh, in the the pre the the early stages of the book which isn't bad you know but i mean the 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 change is is perceptible it's pretty drastic and i and i like it He's as confident with line as he is with color. I mean, he's just throwing huge swaths of black down, which is cool. I like that. Like it a lot. I don't know. I was I was bedazzled, and my genes prove it because I have all the rhinestones on me. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know why I said bedazzled. Did you guys read uh, Black Science number seven? It's back, and this is the first issue of the next arc. I did. What'd you think? Are you kidding me? I, I didn't it just come out today? No. Did it? Oh, it came out last well, week. Well, it was in our. We, we got our uh, preview image preview batch. of it last week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. So it may have come out today. Um. Although I thought it was. Well, I thought I thought the folder was dated the twenty third, but. Um, wow. I, I. I I enjoyed it. It um, but I guess. I mean, it's only been a couple of months. It's not like it's been half a year or anything, but I, I did, I, I honestly did forget one or two things as, as the issue was, was unfolding that, um, I'm like, oh yeah, right, yeah, and I already mentioned it, I, I do remember that person and that, and that fate and, um, 
So it, and, and that's on me. It, it, it's no fault of, of the book. If, if you're reading the collection or if you just finished a sixth issue, then you will have no problem reading the seventh. I just, I, it, for me, it did suffer from, from the, um, from the time lapse because I didn't freshen up with the first arc before reading this one. I, I will say one thing. I want a fish chariot. I know. I know. Uh, what do you feed a fish chariot? It's interesting, David, because I get what you're saying and I disagree in the sense that for me, I didn't, I didn't have that experience with this book in the sense that I, I also, it's been a while. I, I read that as it was coming out much like you. And so this had been a while, but I, I it, for me, one of the reasons that I consider in this modern world where we have the, the hellboyification of independent books where you seemingly get an arc and then you give the artists and the creators a chance to go off and do something else that probably pays the bills better. And then they come back and that type of thing. Um, I, I, I find myself judging the overall quality on whether or not I can pick it right back up six months later, whatever, and, and not feel like I am at a disservice by not having gone back and skimmed what came before it. Right. And, and so for me reading seven, I felt, Oh, okay. I remember exactly where I was. I picked right back up. So to me, that's why I was, I was thinking to myself, this is a strong, strong issue for that reason. And, and you had just the opposite effect. And, and, and I think, the way you framed it is exactly right because there are other books certainly and for each of us it's probably depends on the book where my mental recall does suffer in that regard and i view the book in a less uh in, i view the book less impressively as a result i mean one thing i, I i've always said um about series like in these are series that i generally have read and trade like fables or even the walking dead putting aside where walking dead is now as a series I always give them credit for when I go back to read that, even if it's six to eight months later, I always remember what happened before. I know who the characters are and it pulls me right back in and I consider that impressive. Um, whereas there are plenty of books, which you just had this experience that I'll, I'll pick it up and read it and say, I don't remember what all happened. I, I don't, I have to go back and reread it. And then that can really be a turnoff, especially if you don't have the energy, time or inclination to go back and reread those books, <laughs> you know? Um, so um, I guess I'm a little bummed to hear that, that was your experience. Although again, I, I've had that experience with other books, not in this one. I did not. Um, so, you know, I guess to each his own in that regard. Um, but hmm. I have to say, uh, you guys know I'm a huge Galera mark. I, I I think I, I I I own more Scalera original art than than any other artist at this point. I think uh, he and Albuquerque are, are running neck and neck. Uh, um, so I I I'm just finding the art breathtaking. And, and I I will say that that uh, and I know David, you're right here with me because because you've been at Mateo's table pretty much every con with me chatting him up. Uh, his for as beautiful as the his work looks in the comic, it it is not as beautiful. As when he puts the the ink, the brushwork on a page before it's colored, right? Well, I mean, when you just... I, when, I, when I look at his pages sitting there in the portfolio, it's breathtaking. Yeah, right. Um, there there are certain things the scanner just can't approximate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, to your point, I would go as far to say um, with uh, Matteo and uh, Tocini on low. We're getting spoiled. 
and 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 I know Ron is going to love to hear this, but I I honestly think that Image is spoiling us with these books because if if you take just just Black Science, if Black Science appeared back in Heavy Metal, you know, back in the day, it, I I'm certain it would have gone down as like one of those legendary uh, strips that just everyone seems to to agree on that it's just gorgeous, like you know, like like a yeah, I'll say it like like the stuff from Mobius that appeared back in the day in Corbin. Mm-hmm. This this Galera stuff is is just levels above a lot of stuff out there, and he keeps knocking it out every issue. It's 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 unbelievable. The the just the title page alone is just gorgeous. Look at that. Absolutely, it, it's yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. And is it me or do you guys see in some panels um, Sal Buscema inked by Jansen? Yeah, some some of the lines and and just the the the, the expressions on the characters' faces, I, I get a really strong Sal Basima vibe. I mean, obviously, uh, I will say that I think Mateo is a much better draftsman than Basima, uh, who I love. Don't get me right, wrong. I would agree with but, both of but, those but, statements. But Mateo can draw the hell out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just the quality of line and just the way. Mateo draws certain facial features. It just screams Sal inked by Jansen to me. And that's not a bad thing. No. No, he's, and I will say he's much more inventive than, than Sal. Not to slight Sal. This, this Mateo cat, he is, he is really, I mean, when you compare a current artist to Sal Buscema, to, to save any kind of face, this guy's gotta be good. And I think he really is. I think he's that good. Because you know Sal's legend, yeah, Sal's legend. This this Mateo dude. Wow. I wish I had a tenth of his mojo. Uh, you do. You just don't uh, believe yeah. in it yourself. You gotta believe. <laughs> Got to believe, like Bo, like Bo Leave. Yeah, streaks over, he's baby. Just remarkable oh, artist. Remarkable. Good God. Um, I would love to own a Mateo. It's easily done, my friend. Well, I don't know about easily. It's 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 possible, but easily I don't know. Super easy. We'll see how. Yeah, <laughs> you got bank it is. Yeah, dude, you, you buy vinyl monsters that are hundreds of dollars. I think you got the bank if you really wanted it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting? Uh, we 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 have said nothing of of, of 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 anything that transpired at San Diego Comic Con. And I think we should. What's the number one? The number one. Top of the heap story out of San Diego. Come on. Guardians of the Galaxy 2? No! That McFarlane's getting off his ass and getting spawned back to where it should be. Come on! I, I didn't, he, I didn't tell me about that. I didn't know that. I didn't see Well, that. with issue 250, there's going to be a drastic change in, uh, according to McFarlane, he's getting the A team, or the A, A grade, uh, creators on the book. Uh, and I think I know who he's talking about. Not on the art side, on the, on the writing side, I think I know. Okay. Um, and that Al Simmons is coming back. Okay. It's, so the book is basically gone into a race. Everything that has gone since, uh, the, the last, past, what? 17 years. 30, 30 issues? No, 30, about 35 issues ever since, uh, Jim Dowling came in and, um, brought Kodransky with him. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense, the absolute, 
not good artist for that book. And and McFarlane is finally doing it. He's going to bring Spawn back to where it belongs, top of the friggin' charts. Revamp okay, the book. Now that's interesting. We might have to have a bet on this. Uh, <laughs> when you say top of the charts, what do you mean? I will safely say if if the uh, the uh, creative team, well, half of the creative team that I'm thinking is going to be on it is on it. I would guarantee it'll be a top twenty book. Top twenty, okay. Yeah. You mean for one fifty, or do you mean for two fifty? I mean for two fifty, or do you mean no? For- no, this person is supposed to be coming on for a stretch. That's what I mean. You're saying top twenty book, let's say for at least the first six issue arc or something like that. I don't care. Anything is better than what we've got for the past 30 plus issues. I've been slogging it out on Spawn for over 30 issues. It just, it's unreadable. Dude, I'm not kidding. It's, it's indecipherable. The art is ambiguous to the point where it's just heads talking in darkness. I can't tell what's going on anywhere. And I, and I haven't for, for a long time. Just to get anybody new on the book, they, they could bring Greg Land on the Spawn and I would be hooting on the top of the rooftops because it would be a change. I, and, and I'm not saying Kodransky is a bad artist because I know what it takes to produce these things. He's, he's just not the right dude for this book. He gets the book out on time. That's it. That's, that's, that's the majority of his, what he's brought to Spawn. He gets out on time. Well, there you go. Yeah. And that, for me, that's number one. Mm-hmm. That's McFarland finally is going to do something about Spawn. Well, that, and that's <laughs> interesting. I hadn't heard anything about that. Yeah. I, I, uh, for me, the big news, not because of the news itself, but just the, the audacity, uh, and the confidence was Marvel announcing Guardians of the Galaxy 2, having a release date and everything. It's, it's coming out July 28th, 2017. So, uh, they're, they're very sure that this, this, this movie's going to be a big hit because <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna. Yeah, I'm saying, but that's, you know, that is clearly them putting their, their, their dick on the table and saying, this is another franchise, folks. Look at it. What you gotta do is, but, and, and to back to that list that they released of all the, the movies they've planned, did, did you notice what was appearing at the tail end of it? Yeah. I don't. Planet. World War Hulk. Oh, really? Yes. No. Oh. Is it World War Hulk or it's Planet World Hulk? War Hulk? Oh. Oh, it's a different beast. Well, no, they have to, I would think they would have to establish the groundwork before they bring the Hulk back to Earth. Hmm. It's, the story's not going to make any sense if if the Hulk just gets mad for some reason. It's true that it, it, could, it, it could be one of those two or three movie well, ideas. Well, it could also where they, be World War Hulk because maybe everybody's infected, and I mean that's what I was going to say. Right? Oh, for some oh, reason, oh, other people oh, get gamma radiated. No, no, I don't know. Because please. dude, don't forget it's it just because this movie is the next Avengers movie has shares a name with a really crappy miniseries they're not they're, they're not following that. right exactly so that's, it's that's just because point, it, yeah. because it's also because the third avengers movie is avengers civil war mm-hmm. so obviously you know there's a rift so you know just because they're taking names from from established storylines i wouldn't say that they're trying to now adapt right. that storyline all right so you know what bugged me okay. big picture what would it take to do Planet Hulk as a, as a, they could do it in in forty minutes? These movies are like two and a half hours. Yeah. You could do the, the the groundwork for Planet Hulk in forty minutes. Realistically, you could, and but then, it would be. I have, think it would be odd. It would feel odd to spend half of a film 
handling all of Planet Hulk and then moving him back to Earth to fight that. I, I don't know. That would that would seem odd. What if they throw him off off planet at the end of um, Avengers: um, The Infinity Gauntlet? I just movie. think that the 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 two stories. First of all, let me say I totally agree with David. I think the fact that it's called World War Hulk, we should assume nothing about what it's going to be about, other than it's going to be very Hulk. Very, very but if we're playing along the lines that it'll have some kind of loose ties to the to the source material that Pac did such a great job with, I I don't know. I don't. For me, Planet Hulk was such perfection, yes. and it plays so well as a standalone barbarian swords and sorcery type of film. I mean, that, that, that arc really reads like a great movie. It has a a fantastic three, it's Mm -hmm. a three act. It's almost, so I would be pretty bummed if they tried to shoehorn that into a, a, a a prescript to what would eventually be them coming back to earth and fighting a bunch of stuff. I I don't know. I, I I think Planet Hulk deserves to be curated as its own thing. If they're going to, I totally agree. Totally agree with you. Um, happy times. I, I have to say, seeing the poster for Ant Man. Oh, it looks awesome. It does, oh. and and I had very little, little interest in that mm-hmm. from day one. But now seeing that poster, I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah that that could work. J- and just to seeing him riding ants, that mm-hmm. would be awesome. And, big you know, uh, big Star Wars news at the con. Yeah, yeah not as interesting. As comics. Though, right? No, that's yeah. not. True. I'm not talking about the comics. I'm talking oh. about uh, Star Wars Rebels, uh, which mm. which I know my kids are gonna. Just go batch it for, and I'm, I'm pretty psyched for that because I thought they did a great job with the with with the Clone Wars. I thought that was a fantastic series, and and this is in that same same vein, but it's 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 taking place, it's bridging the gap between between um, uh, three and four. So yeah, uh, which I love. I, so I I I think that's going to be fantastic. It, it looks great. The the footage they showed looks great. Uh, so I I think that's going to be a huge hit, and you know. I know we should withhold judgment one way or the other until they come out, but we're going to have a, a, a Star Wars film pretty much every year, just like we have a Marvel film now from here on out. I mean, we really are. It's, it's going to be a new world. We're going to have Star Wars-related film material every year. And it's uh, it could be awesome if it's if it's in any way roughly equivalent to the quality of what we get out of the Marvel annual franchises then i'm stoked because it's one more fan you know phenomenal bit of escapism we get each summer um you know we have to wait and see right but but i'm pretty stoked i i I don't know i I think i think that's that that tickles every nice part of my childhood so yeah but let's talk about the big elephant in the room the comics the the comics Yeah, yeah yeah um i'm i'm pleased that they recognize the uh Talent and and bankability and Jason Aaron mm-hmm. because uh, if there's any if there's oh, anybody that ins- that instills confidence in me it's Jason Aaron but as far as the visuals I nah, think son. two out of two out of three not good not good at all I, I come with you yeah uh, I, I the Cassidy's preview pages they're they're by the numbers they're 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 a little they're too too likeness driven uh, they're uninspired I mean I'm thinking of what Gabriel Harbin could have done with these pages, and I'm like, whatever. Um, and and LaRocca on the Karen Gillan book, nah, uh, no. That, but well, at least it's Darth Vader, so it's not like there's going to be. And, and, yeah, but the one that really has me excited is the Mark Wade 
Terry Dodson Leia book. Yes. And, and that would have been my, I mean, if you, if you told me that there were three Star Wars titles coming out, one of them was called Leia, that would have been the one I would be least likely to pick up. Mm-hmm. But in, but in this instance, it's the one that I'm probably only going to check out. Well, I'm with you on a lot of what you said, but I will throw a couple caveats in. One, you know I'm with you on the Cassidy art. Don't get it. Yeah. Don't understand it. Don't. I know he's Casada's boy and all that, but don't get it. Um, but but without going too negative, I will say I I don't vibe on Cassidy. Haven't for a long time. But when he was doing the first bunch of issues of Uncanny Avengers, I still read it because I like the characters and I love Remender and. I, I think I enjoyed the book. I, I, I didn't enjoy his art, but but I was able to get past the art for the sake of the book and the writer. So I'm going to give this the same the same chance. I, I'm I'm with you. There, there could have been a hundred other artists named to the to the big news that would have excited me more. But I do think Aaron's going to do a great job with it, and, and he has a quote where he of said, course. "You know, as far as I'm concerned, it's 1977, and we've just been hired to produce the direct sequel to the original movie." That's, oh, that's awesome. That's music to my ears, right? So, mm-hmm. um, he said he wants, wants us to feel the same childlike wonder and glee that we felt when we first saw that movie. So, so that is awesome. And, and with, with Fumetti. But again, the thing is, 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 is he's going to lay the groundwork here. And we know one thing's for sure. These comics aren't going away. Did Marvel no. going to put out Star Wars comics for years and years and years and years and years? So I, I can look past it in the sense that I don't think Cassie is going to stay on any book for more than an arc. Um, so I'm okay with that. Um, I don't think they'd have him because the dude can't produce. No, that's what I mean. Ex- on an, on an extended, so so yeah. you got to live with him for an arc, and then they'll have someone else on it. And it'll still right. be Aaron writing it, and it'll be cooler than the gang. Um, I'm with you on the Leia thing. It sounds great, but... Dodson's not exactly, I mean, isn't he already, it's already been announced he's only going, going to be on it for what, five or six issues, right? Well, that's okay. The dude can draw beautiful women. He can, he can. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and independent the, of, uh, stock photography. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then LaRocca, you know, LaRocca is an interesting cat because the one thing I will say about him and Greg Lamb, which I do think probably plays into why they continue to get really plum Marvel gigs, they're, like Timex's, they they are hugely consistent and do stay on books. I mean, LaRocca did all of Iron Man, right? If I'm not mistaken, for what almost five years he did that book, Felt like um, without <laughs> without any fill-ins, maybe one or two issues. But for so I, I the technical aspect of being a commercial for-profit comic book creator, he's very good at that, and I can see. Uh, a lot of people value the uh, consistency of of of, an, of having the same artist on a book, so I give them credit for that choice if that's what they're going for. The problem I have with that more than I have with Cassidy starting the other book, though, is that I don't vibe on Larocca in his current version. So, and I do believe he will be on this book for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. probably not not giddy for that one of the three. This is the one I'm least excited for, simply because. Yeah. I I, assist, I expect he will be on that book for a long, long time. Um, right. Well, put yourself in in Marvel's place. There's there's art, and then there's commerce. We like to take the approach that this stuff is art. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for great art. Marvel's looking to get books out there. Absolutely. And they're looking yeah. to, right, and they're looking to be consistent. So it kind of makes sense to mm-hmm. put Larocca on a book because you're going to have a unified visual aesthetic for a long stretch and that's what they want um 
maybe he'll surprise us. I mean, I don't know. I still think the guy's got it. I really do. Uh, I just, I, I think he's he's letting the uh, the production and the deadlines take precedence when he, sh- you know, who am I to say? Well, you know, the, the guy's got to eat, and I'm sure he makes a very nice living doing it the way he's doing it. So why should he change? It's just that I would love to see Fantastic Four era. LaRocca come back. Yeah. That's the, that's the guy I want to see because that guy was smoking. It was was smooth, yeah. Yeah. Dap, what did you think about the, uh, Arrow news that seemed to get a lot of buzz? It, uh. Arsenal and, and Rayshaw Gull is going to be the, the villain this year. Yeah, we're going to see Rayshaw Gull and, um, I am, there was, was that the big news? Oh, and, uh, and, and Oliver and Felicity are going to go on a date. Aww. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, again, and that was another thing, cause I, um, I had, uh, the minion was trying to watch the, the panel from Arrow, and, uh, and, and I was like, I, I wasn't having it, I, I didn't want to hear nothing about what's coming on, I don't, uh, I'm gonna watch it, so I'll just, I'll, I'll wait, but I know that, uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy, the, uh, how, I, I love seeing, the fans react to especially that show um there's uh there was an announcement of a new cast member to uh to agents of shield with the possibility of another rumored character uh showing up. lucy lawless is joining the cast mm-hmm. and there's talk that uh we may get um mockingbird on the show ah uh, but that was really, I mean, as far as rumors go, the only, getting back to Vince and the, uh, and the movies, the, the, the image, the, the possible rumor or, or leaked Marvel Studios, the release dates, um, May 1st next year, Avengers Age of Ultron, July 17th next year is Ant-Man, May, they're saying May 6th, 2016, Captain America, The Fallen Sun, July 8th of the same year, Doctor Strange. May 5th, which is strange because normally this is around, this is in the fall, but the next Thor movie may be titled Ragnarok. Oh, jeez. Are you kidding me? Uh, July 28th, 2017, like Jason said, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and this one's going to call, this is Guardians of the Galaxy War of Kings. November 3rd, 2017, <laughs> we may get Black Panther. Yes. Which, and that's, and that's normally where we would get Thor, but I guess, you know, okay, so that's cool, so we're gonna get Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, July 6th, 2018, Avengers Civil War. Uh, November 2nd, 2018, World War Hulk. And May 3rd, 2019, The Inhumans. Yeah, you know what? There's one in that batch that I have absolutely no desire to see. Uh, which one? Guess, you know me. <laughs> you gonna say Black Panther? No. no don't, don't say Doctor Strange. Civil War. I have no interest in reliving that. I don't think. Again, I, though, you're, you're yeah. making these. I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying, if, if they stick to the script not, and do it. Good. Well, I, I hope they don't. So it's, yeah, and, but what's strange. And it although, will put, it'll put heroes against heroes, I'm sure, but it, right, it won't but it be. Would, you, know. you see, that is not compelling to me at all. I, I don't want to see a wedge between Tony and Steve. I don't want to see it. We saw it. I mean, it, it's, it's maddening. It, it, I just don't like it. 
but I'm sure they'll exploit that for the movie. I don't know, but whatever. But it's strange, though, that uh, there's no, although maybe not, because he can make mad money just showing up in any of the other movies. There is no standalone Iron Man movie in on this list. But he did say, why give up the belt now? Yeah. So he realizes that, you know, that's the butter on his bread. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but no, I mean, How about... As, as, oh, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Disney XD is going to have a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. That's cool. It is cool. Um, I got news. What? And th- this is my number two out of out of all the news. From IDW and Boom, there's going to be a Star Trek Planet of the Apes yes. cross. Do, do you know what it's what it's called? No. The the, the subtitle, no. the Primate Directive. <laughs> oh that's boy! Awesome. Oh come on, that that's gold. That is gold. That is gold. Writes itself. Um, it's it's uh, written by um, Scott Tipton and his brother Dave, yeah. and the art is going to be by um, a British artist, uh, Rachel Stott. I'm unfamiliar with her. But uh, it says, um, yeah, I don't know what she's ever done before. But uh, she's going to be the art. And the the, uh, the cover is really cool. It's got a, um, a gorilla general, we can assume who it is, holding up a uh, gold uniform with the uh, Federation um, triangle on it. That's, that's some doing. I can't mm. wait for this. By the yes. way, not not to get distracted, but Sharknado Two is on right now. Oh, nice! And do you know who's in it? Ian Ziering. I I haven't seen two. Well, Ian Ziering re- reprises his role from the first one. Yes, but, <laughs> I took a guess. But, uh, I can't believe it. Oh, you were? Jo- oh no, yeah, I was absolutely was joking. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, he, he was the star of the first one. Though. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. Oh yeah, one. yeah. What's <laughs> wrong with Ian Ziering, but, man? He's got to come home to. Oh shit! But dude, I mean. Talk about some people who how the mighty have fallen. Oh my god, uh, it's 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 the Osborne. Tara movie. Reed. Nice. Dude, Vivica Fox. Oh stop. <laughs> Carrie were. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course. That does not course. surprise no, me. No. Well that's true, yeah. Because she spent all right. that sliders money already. Oh god, I miss sliders so much. They need to read the sliders. They do. They do. I think she spent a little of sliders money on sliders. <laughs> <laughs> mayhap, mayhap. Oh, uh, Terry. Kurt Holy Angle's shit. in it. Stop. <laughs> yep. Oh, is this? Yep. Is he wearing a shark tooth because he scored that from the first movie? Oh, I don't know. Was he in the first one? I don't know. I didn't. No, see no, 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 no. I'm in Erie because I'm watching the show now. I'm watching the movie. Now. Oh yes, I'm sure. Okay. Downtown Julie Brown's in it. Oh my, <laughs> Downtown Julie Brown. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Was that the chick from Con Air? Oh Billy my Ray Cyrus? God. No, 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 no. Cause I'm, you're, you're reading off names, but I'm, oh. I'm seeing people on this airplane right now. Uh, Peppa from Salt and Peppa. <laughs> hold Andy up, hold Dick. up, hold up. Andy I just, I just, <laughs> I just thought, oh no, get the fuck, Robert Hayes is the airplane pilot. Yeah, he's the, he's the airplane, <laughs> airplane guy's airplane guy. Isn't that awesome? Oh my god. Paris, you should... Paris oh. Hilton's in it. Oh. Dude, Shit. Judd Hirsch of Taxi Fame is in it. He's, uh, he's also uh, been in like numbers and, and he's on, no, on Marin. Biz Marquis. Dude. <laughs> Matt Lauer. Oh. Kelly Osborne. Nice. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, I saw her. Yeah, that, that's about the, all the, all the notable she, ones. She but. cute now. No, no, not when they filmed this. Great, great, right? Oh, and Mark McGrath of, uh, 
Of Sugar Ray fame. Of Sugar Ray fame. Yes. See, this, you know, this, this kind of approach shouldn't surprise you. This is like what they did in the 70s with the disaster movies. Right. Right. It is. That's and what's so they, cool they about just it. They and you guys know Cannonball, Cannonball Run and Two are literally two of my favorite films of all time. I, I loved the idea of getting, and I loved Love Boat, and I loved Fantasy Island. The idea of getting these, these, yeah. these quasi stars all together for a film. Hilarious. There's Kelly Osborne. She's a, uh, she's a flight attendant. Hilarious. A sh- oh my god, dude. A, a, a hole blew into the commercial airplane. Kelly Osborne's trying to calm everybody, and a shark just flew in through the opening and bit Kelly Osborne's head off. That is awesome. <laughs> that is that's shark stuck uh, in the windshield of the airplane. There's a shark stuck in the windshield of the plane. <laughs> DVD for sure. Oh, I got. I have the first one. I, I was going to say these are should be right up your alley. I mean, these are. The, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. You know when it's bad. It's bad when your kids roll your eyes when you watch and movies. I put the Sharknado on and they're just like, really. Obviously, sci-fi spared no expense in the special effects for this movie. No, they never do. Top so of the he line. and Ziering just saw the captain get sucked yes. out. So of course he's going to run into the cockpit and and land this this commercial airliner. You realize we're live podcasting Sharknado. Awesome who's in the Who's in the bathroom? Oh my god! That's going to be Kari Wer from the looks of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lips are a dead giveaway. Yeah. Terror Reese all tore up. This dude, she got tattooed oh, nipples. I mean, that's nasty. The chick in the bathroom literally just got a shark burst through the top of the bathroom and bit her head off. That's awesome. <laughs> Sure, sure. Dude, Stop, you're me, making me jealous. Explain to me how these sharks that are caught up in a tornado have the biological wherewithal to eat something as they're flying by. Oh, uh, you're, I think you're thinking a little too especially much. Especially, especially since you have some people. <gasps> Hilarious. What happened to Will Wheaton just now? Will Wheaton just got his head ripped off. <laughs> especially. Is this LeVar Burton? No, no, it's not LeVar Burton. He's too oh, okay. tall and skinny. Okay. I don't know who it is. Uh, it's, it's, he's asking about, he's asking about the biological functions of these sharks while this plane is still afloat in the air. Oh, and doors are just opening and flying and. Oh, she's hanging on to the, Terry's <laughs> not hanging on to the door handle even though the plane is decompressing. Oh, the black guy got knocked out. Alright everybody, on this note I think it's time to drink In your travels. Yes. Uh, you have been listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, and as usual, we have been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your funny books at a fraction of their cover price. dcbservice.com, get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your house without lifting a finger. Well, you have to lift a finger to type. That's how you can get them. But you do have to lift a finger, but you don't have to get up off the couch. Do it. dcbservice.com. And I implore you, implore you to to check out Scotty Young's Daily Grind. Once you, once you see it, you'll want to own it and you don't have a whole hell of a lot of time because there's only a thought. I'm 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 confident that right now there's a lot less than those 100 1000 copies printed. It's 30 bucks and you can get it at scottyyoungstore.bigcartel.com or scottyyoung.com and remember Scotty is spelled S K O T T I E. Mhm. In your travels, I finally finished it. Shut up, David. And holy hell, you're laughing at the movie. And this was published by Fanagraphics. I talked about it uh, maybe last week or the week before. It's by a disgustingly talented gentleman named Lane Milburn. It's called 12 Gems. And it is awesome. It's about a trio 
of of ne'er do wells, a uh, woman, um, kind of a master assassin in in the Electra vein called Venus, a uh, a dog with wings called Dog Star, and um, a very hirsute pig looking guy called Furs. And they all have pasts that they want to divest themselves from. So they take this job trying to round up these 12 gems from a, a crazy-ass mad scientist named Dr. Z, who in secret is building a woman. Yes, he's building a woman. And he needs the 12 gems to uh, fire this this woman into life. But the, the, the trio don't know that. And and they're they're hopping from place to place in the galaxy trying to to find these gems and uh hilarity and intergalactic hijinks ensue. It's fantastic. I I I loved every single panel, every single page of this thing. It's rendered in uh loving black and white. There is much cross hatching, uh stippling, you name it. It's it's old school Super inventive. Character design is amazing. Um, and it's how much? $19.99 for over 250 pages, I think. Um, and there's an epilogue, which lends me to believe that this story uh, may continue at some point in the future. There's titans in it, planet-sized titans. There's aliens of every stripe. It is just, it's amazing. I, I can't do it service by by talking about it it's um and i think parts of it were inspired by the phantom menace <laughs> cuz there, there's an undersea sequence that's very reminiscent of uh only better than than what lucas brought to the screen and uh there's wars there's there's uh civilizations beating the crap out of each other there's magic and science and it's fantastic so do it check it out 12 gems by lane milburn fanographics Nineteen ninety nine. You can get it from a fraction of the price at uh, in stock trades. Nice. Yeah. Um, in your travels, I'm going to go in a different direction because I did not talk about it earlier when you brought up Starbrand and Harbinger. I read something over the weekend, finally, and um, it also starts off very similar to books from the Valiant Universe where mm-hmm. you're you don't know anything about what went on before you're just you're 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 dropped in with this character and you're going through everything at the same time she is and it's uh it, it's it's all just new this whole thing is new to her and because she is a new character using an old name uh everything's new to you as well but the way it's written the way it's presented it it feels it, it just reminds me of those early valiant issues and i read the first six issues of the new miss marvel mm. yes and it is absolutely one of my favorite new titles it yes, is sir. uh it, kamala khan is the new Miss Marvel, and at first, I'm like, I'm reading it. Not to be confused with Shaka. Definitely not. Uh, and and uh, or the old wrestler Kamala, and it's it's. Uh, I I wasn't about to cry foul, but I'm like, well, 
I don't see the connection between, you know, Miss Marvel is just because she idolizes the Carol Danvers Miss Marvel, but I'm like, where's the whole Cree connection? And, and, and it dawned on me because Miss Marvel gets her powers. Uh, this is the aftermath of inhumanity and, and, and the bomb going off. And apparently Kamala has some inhuman genes because she's a, her powers are, are given to her because of the Terrigen Mists. And. Oh, so you can link it back exactly. to the Exactly. So, yeah. um, so she, she emerges from the cocoon. That's damn smart. And G. Willow Wilson is, is writing and the characters in this book, I mean, Kamala's the main character. Uh, the, the other characters, uh, her, her best friend Bruno, uh, she has, um, her, her parents, her family is, I just, I, I enjoy reading about all the characters in this. Um, her. Wait, you said G. Willow Wilson? The one, the one that wrote Air? Air? Yes. Yes. No kidding. Yes. And it's, and it's perfect because she's not, she's not cramming the whole, she's not cramming the culture because she's, She's a convert to, to Islam, but she's not, she's not using this to, to, you know, she's just telling a story about a character who happens to be Muslim, who happens to be Pakistani American, and, and she's dealing with, she's a teenager, she's dealing with, you know, all the, oh, all the crap she has to deal with at home. You know, her mom, her mom is worried that, you know, a boy looks at her and she'll be pregnant, and, and mm-hmm. dad just wants her to be a doctor. Her brother, is is the conservative he's the one who's praying before dinner doesn't you know uh, work is unholy this day he's 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 the extremist in the family uh but the whole family the family is loving the family is they they are it reminds you of you know peter young peter and and may and being brought up by, by ben and uh there are there are hints of the marvel universe around her because again you know she's miss marvel because she's a fan of miss marvel and and captain america shows up the sixth issue actually six and seven i think she teams up with wolverine and it's an awesome team up it's great um they waited until you know the first arc was done before they did the obligatory team up and and of course using wolverine and it's current because it's it's depowered armored wolverine uh but the first arc where she has to um she faces the inventor, who happens to be a cocktail. Actually, a human with the head of a cocktail because this oh, person, like it, it's like something out of Chew or something crazy. The dude, the dude is a clone of Thomas Edison, but apparently the guy who was doing the cloning, his cocktail got in the way of everything. And now the inventor is just, is, like- is a man with a cocktail's head. It's like Brundlefly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's it's it, it is just it's it's funny, it's it's witty, it's charming, it's clever. The art is what what um, uh, Adrian Alfona is doing in, on on this book is a little different than because because um, oh, for for real, yeah, it, it looks nothing like Runaways. Uh, it doesn't look like a Marvel book. It, it really doesn't. The coloring, no. the, the, the line work, it really, really doesn't. And it kind of, it reads like a Marvel book in the sense that you, you get that Marvel Universe feel to it with the way the characters act. 
but she's in Jersey City, so it's outside of your typical New York setting. Um, hmm. But it's it's you know she has to go to school, she deals with everything at school, she has to uh, take care of her studies. It's just I am. It, it, the fact yeah, that she's a superhero is almost in, in, I just, I'm, I'm enjoying reading about her day to day. I don't even care that she has superpowers. I have them all. And I'm looking at issue number four here. Yeah. So she's a brunette. It's kind of like the, the Rick Jones. Um, when, when she turns into Miss Marvel, she becomes the traditional. She can, yeah. She can, she has the ability to, to change her appearance, to change her shape. She can shrink. She, uh, she's she, like plastic she, man. She, yeah. Yeah, so I was just gonna yeah. say she could do plastic likes, man stuff. She likes to say yeah. to say in biggin and, and she'll she'll grow or her fist will grow larger and, and uh and then she 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 has the inner monologue where she'll, you know, talk herself through depowering or making sure things kinda get reined in so she doesn't get found it, out or in trouble. This art is fantastic. It is, bro. Oh yeah. It really is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so loose. I have a feeling and, I have a feeling it's digital, but I would love to own something. Oh yeah. I, I'm I'm specifically looking at this one panel where she's she's walking by the bookstore and there's the kids running in front of her kicking the ball. Uh-huh. That is just that's amazing stuff. That and it's so it's so free. I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, me too. Now I'm gonna have to read J- this. Jacob Wyatt is is doing the the uh, he did number six and I'm sure number seven. I don't know if. Um, if if Adrian will be back for number eight, but I I will be. I just uh, I it's she is. There's a, there's a panel that I I had to I I Instagrammed it over the weekend where where the first, her first meeting with Wolverine and and she does her reaction is of um of, yeah of, you from, from, yeah mm-hmm. from from Dogan. It was just I mean it, the whole thing. It's just I really really enjoy it i just it it's it's a marvel book but yet i'm it's not where i read daredevil or i read spider-man or i even read silver surfer and i don't read a marvel book i'm steeped in the marvel universe this one it's a marvel book but i it's it's like an escape i can just mm-hmm. i can read this and forget about whatever else is going on in the punisher or any other anything else any other publisher's doing it just it's its own thing and and i'm i'm giddy it it exists and and i want it to stick around right well Vince, I you have, remember I, have, I mean you remember adrian alfona's claim to fame right uh, not offhand but i'm runaways, sure dude runaways yeah, that's what i said it, uh, this this looks this nothing like his runaways does not look like runaways no no it's his, his style's yeah. evolved but but it's i'm saying but you it seemed like you didn't know the name that's why i'm bringing it up no um but runaways was also inked this is i yeah I and, and you know what i'm i'm not the world's biggest runaways fan oh oh dude story story wise yes yeah. the art back then uh on the the Initial burst of Runaways reminds me a lot of um, McKelvey and and, and uh, you know what right, I mean, like that right. real clean line that that that's lost on me. Uh, and then like the the sword guys, the uh, oh, the, the Luna Brothers. Brothers. I just that's this this is in the zone with me. I, I have, let me see. I have issues one to six. Is that all? That is that I have. I don't know if seven's out yet. That that's that's what I've read okay. up to. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll bump these suckers to the top of the stack, and I'll read Sweet. these next. Sweet. All right, and then and then hopefully Jason can talk about it when he gets back. 
No, she's nice. real good though. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I it 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 went to the first issue went to a force printing. It had a shit ton of uh, well, I don't want to say it, it had had about three or four variants. Um, mm-hmm. I, oh, so it's selling good. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, it is. I, oh, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. was it was it was talked about on the news. So obviously, I mean, I, I I heard about it. I just I didn't I wasn't caught up in the hype. I just wanted to read it when I had a chance, and mm-hmm. and I'm it's it. Yeah, I um, I mean, the the idea of it came about. It, it's the editor. See, in here, I thought I thought there wasn't any diversity in Big to Come, right? <laughs> so, no, I gotta say though, the art's very beautiful, but that wouldn't be enough. I mean, it would, it, there's a chance that it wouldn't be enough to get me to read it, but the fact that Willow Wilson's on it, I love yes. air. It's, and, know, and I, I'm, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, the, the character was, was created by, uh, by the editor, um, but it's, uh, uh, Sana Amanat, but it's, it, she, she's, She's credited as co-creator because she was having a conversation with, with Stephen Wacker about her growing up, which they all enjoyed and had a good, good laugh about. And, uh, and then she, I think they, they, they mentioned it to Wilson and, and she jumped at it. But I, I, the letters column is awesome because it is titled Hala at Kamala. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> with the at sign. Hello. But yeah, no, I, in your travels, definitely, definitely check out Miss Marvel. I don't, I, I, no excuse. I don't, you cannot, th- whatever you want to, whatever your reasons are, as far as why you wouldn't read it, I, they, they, they are moot. They make no sense. They're wrong. Absolutely. Props. You ain't Big lying. props to David. Big props. Mm-hmm. At least, once every three months, you guys introduce me to something I should have been reading uh, from the get-go. Uh, we should yeah. uh, well, not oh, you, man, Jason. Uh, more, more David than you. Peppa's got Peppa's got a serious weave going on in this uh, this movie. Um, okay, so in your travels, a couple things. First of all, huge congratulations to uh, uh, our boy Aaron Conley, yes, of the swordsman fame, who was named this year's Russ Manning Newcomer of the Year. Love it for real. Yeah. So much love to Aaron for that. That's super cool. Um, in your travels, shout out to a book that, um, has in its own way traversed my lifespan of, of being into comics podcasting and then eventually doing this show, which is, uh, Steve Bryant's Athena Voltaire. It was one of the first Ah. books I remember being introduced to back when I started listening to comics podcasts. Um, it was then the first time I had ever heard of Kickstarter and we had him on a show to talk about Kickstarter and, and Steve was very early in, in using it to get a version of Athena printed then. Uh, and now, um, seemingly it's, it's been a long time coming. I, I don't want to speak for Steve, but I, it feels like it's been a few years in the, in the works here. Um, Dark Horse is putting out a hardcover, a 224 page compendium of Athena Voltaire. For those who don't know, Athena Voltaire is essentially, um, a period piece. Uh, she's a, she's a female Indiana Jones in essence. She's a a, a brunette uh, action adventurer uh, that's set in that time frame. The you know the what was it? I guess sort of post World War One, pre World War Two type of time frame. Maybe it's close to World War Two. I don't I don't recall. It's, I feel like it's it's in that 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 twenties thirties time frame though. Um, and it was a web comic that Steve did for years. Uh, and then there was some kind of, uh, and he went into this when he was on the show, there was some kind of legal 
battle between he and his co-creator at the time. And, uh, Steve was the, was, was the, was the illustrator and, and there was a writer of the book and, 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 uh, long story short, the, the, Steve now owns the rights, lock, stock, and barrel to the character and the universe and, and Dark Horse is putting this out. And so Steve is credited as the writer and the creator. Now he rewrote and rescripted a lot of the original stuff. And, uh, and the compendium is in this month's previews. Uh, it's, uh, again, it's called the Athena Voltaire Compendium by Dark Horse. And it's only 1995 for freaking wow. 224 pages of full color hardcover. So you really can't go wrong. It, uh, and it, it includes, um, the first five arcs of the, of the story. Um, Inclusive of, of a black coat crossover. Speaking of, uh, David and I having a chance to see Francesco Franco via at Heroes. So, uh, that was Francesco's first work was black coat. So, um, in the U.S. So, so definitely want to shout that out because, because it's, it's nice that Steve's, this is definitely his labor of love and he's been at this for a long time. So it's great that, that this, this is finally going to get a, a very widespread and notable distribution. So g- give it a try. It's, it's definitely worth your, your attention. Um, you go ahead. I see. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and then in your travels, um, uh, certainly not something that uh, that uh, is going to appeal to everybody, but it is something that I think is uh, is worth people's attention, and uh, that is Nailbiter, um, which is a story. I mentioned it briefly when the, we got that first issue uh, to come out, but it, it's it's really good. And Vince, if you haven't read it, you really should. It's right up your alley, dude. It's 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 the, the premise. I have up to three. Okay. The, the the premise is essentially that there is a town that has spawned uh, an inordinate amount of serial killers, and we are sent to that town uh, because uh, a character goes missing and his. Friend is is sent to the town of Buckaroo, Oregon, to figure out what happened to his friend. Um, and it's uh, it's it's a violent, uh, graphic book, which is why I say it's not for everybody. But I think it's it's one of the quiet, less heralded hits of this year's crop of image books. And uh, I've enjoyed all three issues um, a hell of a lot, and and think that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is one of those books where once the first arc is out and it's collected, it's going to be one of those, one of those series where people are going to be talking about it late in the year and saying, man, this book caught up, you know, that this, I didn't know this, this book, uh, came out of nowhere and it really didn't come out of nowhere. It's, it's, it's actually here now and it's quite good. I have no idea how it's selling. I, I, cause I don't really look at the sales numbers anymore, but, uh, but I hope it's selling well cause it's, it's terrific. Uh, and it's, uh, it's nasty. So if you, if you like, yeah, if you like serial nice. killer stories and, and that kind of thing, this is awesome and you need to read it if, but you know, be forewarned if, if, if that's not your cuppa, then, then disregard what I just said. Don't, don't give it a try. Yeah, I like, um, Mike Henderson stuff. Me too. I, I, yeah, I think he's very, very good. Yeah, I do too. And Williamson, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, I'm looking at issue one here. Yeah, it's pretty, I, I gotta say they're taking risks with the layout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A couple double page spreads in a, in a in a row like that that's that's ballsy and it, it works to great effect too I think. Absolutely. Ooh, bloody like it. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that supposed to be Kirkman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he gets killed. 
That's not nice. Oh, dude, there's about to be a Sharknado at at, at uh, the Mets stadium. And and Judd Hirsch was a taxi driver. Uh, he was driving a taxi. Yeah. yeah. We need seriously need to get a kickback oh, from Kine. Sci-Fi. Holy shit! Richard Kind standing in line with unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. This is crazy. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us once again. As usual, you can find the next one of these, the same place you found this one of these. In other words, we're not going anywhere, and we do this well, one for of us one is reason. Going to Mexico. Yes, I won't be here next week, y'all. So I'll miss you. So that recent iTunes reviewer. You, I guess you won't be able to get drunk next week. So petition. And, and did I did I finish any sentences this week? I don't know. I didn't want to send anybody to the hospital. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, petition us uh, for the guest spot starting now. So, ah, yes, right, yeah, sure. Yeah, preferably, you have someone on that I don't have interest in talking to. Okay. Hey, let's get Larry Martyr for next week. Oh, let's, dude, let's... I want to talk to Larry. <laughs> Uncle Larry, what did you say? Yes, yeah, would that, that be that a kick in the balls, Jack, dude? <laughs> All right, so we'll get Eric Stevenson next. Week. No, we'll get Ben Martyr for next week. Yeah, you can get. <laughs> Dude, so Mario's my boy now. He doesn't even know who you are. He's, I'm the one who's first really. Oh, okay. Alright. I remember way back. I want, hey, I want to introduce you to this guy. That's what you said. <laughs> no, I, I said I, we debated whether or not his work was satirical or not. Right. And you were debating on the, to the, that it wasn't. And I said, hell yes, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. He's a mastermind. I've known the rules in order to break him. There you go. All right. And like I said, we do this because we love you and we want you back next week. So I do. So as always, say goodnight, David. Good night, David. David. Aw. Be good, David. Miss you guys next week. Word. Not too much. It's true. It's true. You're one of the few people in this entire universe I miss. Wow. Y'all heard that here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope you realize that. You're all of a clamp now. I'm not a people person, but you're one of my people. Oh, sure. Don't approach Vince McConnell. Well, they don't anyway. Exactly. I don't know why. Yes. Because you look a little crazy. Bye. Peace out. Damn it. Let's see.